Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode number 55. Can't believe it. It's been a great run so far this year in 2018. And today we will be bringing you a holiday recap about my travels. And I'm also curious to hear about my amazing co-host Jared's Christmas and also New Year's Eve plans. And so it uh, should be an exciting episode today. And I really hope that all of our listeners out there that have had a good 2016, 2016, 2018, don't even know what year it is anymore. It's been that kind of year. What can I say? And uh, yeah, we wish you at the Untranslatable Podcast uh, lots of uh, fame, fortune, and good luck, and I hope everyone's doing well. Without further ado, what's going on, Jared? Hello, and good tithings to all. I'm not fully sure what that means, but I think that sang in one of the few... (laughs) Like New Year's songs that exist. Let nature's bring foil cookie and good tithing. Okay. Uh, maybe I got the cadence a little off, but I think I, you all know what I mean. I think you got Have it. Have a good New Year. Try to improve something in yourself or the world. Mostly start with yourself, Ashley. I take that back. That's Try fair. to improve something in yourself, and that goes for me too. Uh, one thing you can oh me too without a doubt. One thing you can do to improve your uh, your life is follow the Untranslatable podcast on Twitter, Untranslatable one the number one. Check it out, or you could follow us on Instagram, the Untranslatable podcast. Like always, it's on and popping. I mean, we never aren't on and popping on Instagram, but just so you know, it's true. The train is continuing to roll along of popping. Uh, <laughs> That's <on laughs> right. Poppin'. That's right. <laughs> Or if you want, you can uh, email us at the uh, untranslatable at, I always am nervous that I'm going to do that, email us at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. No the. Or if you want to spread a little love, you can send us a five-star Ooh, I review like that drop. on Stitcher like and it. iTunes. Today's new drop day. <laughs> nice. Liking it. Bringing in some new drops for the upcoming new year. Spread a little love. Can't go wrong with that. That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> well, Jared, it's been it's been a little bit since I've since I've seen your beautiful face and since I've talked to you. What's been going on, buddy? Um, I've never th- thought I'd be ready for work. This has been an exercise in in um, time management, an exercise in really taking my laziness to the limits. You know, I mentioned the pizza nice. and the and the. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I didn't know that was just the beginning. <laughs> I barely left the house in like two days. Um, it's just been like it gets too much free time, you know. And I, right. I think it gets glorified in my head to oh, not going to work or and stuff like that, which is great. Mm-hmm. And as it gets closer to work time, I'm like, oh, all right, I got to get back into this. And I wonder what it's like. I'm nervous for the first couple of days back. Luckily, New Year's is on a Wednesday, or. That, that's Wednesday so, yeah. the second, I believe. So that's my yeah. first day back to work, and the good news is um, it's at like half a week, so I'll ease into it. Then have go. the normal weekend acclimate, and then I'll be fresh as a goddamn newly polished shoe. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. I don't know. I, nice. I, I really hope that's what I'm hoping for because, like, you know, they always say that the best way to manage your uh, like your body is starting with sleep and that you should always mm-hmm. keep a consistent sleep schedule even if you're not going to work or whatever i haven't been following that 
I was just gonna ask Real you if you've up, been dude. following. That. I've been waking up at, at like in my the time I go to bed varies anywhere from 10 p.m. to four in the morning, somewhere in between that window. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty big window right there. That's for sure. And um, so, it like when I go to bed early, what I've noticed is that I wake up at like um, early, meaning 11 midnight. That's early uh, these days. Um, I wake up at around uh, five or six, and at first I think, "Why can't I do this? Why can't I do this when I'm actually working?" Right. Um, and I think, "Well, I'm obviously not going to get up at this hour. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm on vacation." <laughs> um, so then I inevitably fall back asleep until like uh, eleven, you know, ten thirty, eleven. Then it's just then it switches to, "What are you doing, man? Come on." <laughs> <laughs> right. I, had play, I bought That's breakfast fair. foods, plans to make breakfast. I'm like, oh, I'm going to make uh, freaking eggs. and at, at, I mean, I can, but I had like two, but I do that all the time. Um, so no no, just easy uh, easy Pop-Tarts in the morning for no, breakfast pop, on no, vacation? Pop-Tarts are, are not actually actual breakfast foods. Like those are more e- eaten times of low rather than <laughs> – those are more <laughs> emotional decisions rather than <laughs> – <laughs> They're definitely not nutritional decisions. And the two things sure. I have to rely on me to carry me through this rough period is the untranslatable podcast and my buddy Chad and delivery food. And today, nice Chad delayed the podcast on me by a pretty measurable amount of time. And I ordered food from Grubhub, never showed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I was like, shit, I got a podcast at. Four, I better have my food ready. And so this was like well, like one right. thirty, I ordered it, and the guy called me around two, and uh, or a little after two, two thirty, two. Excuse me, two ten, two fifteen. He's like, "Hey, I'm here. I got your food." I was like, "All right, I'll be right out." And I walked out. Like I looked around, and I was like, "Huh." So maybe what I should have done was call him at that moment. But what I did do was nothing, and I thought, "Oh, maybe he said he was just leaving the place, and he's on the way." But then I thought, well, if he's just leaving, uh, and then so I sat around and continued on dilly dallying like I've been doing for the past week and a half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. And right. Um, after like an hour, like another hour, which would have been about an hour and a half, I'm like, huh. He called me. And so that means he's at least on his way. And it's been an hour and a half. He's not that far away. And um, right. what'd you order? Indian food. And so I. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, nice. it w- would have been <laughs> if it showed up, Chad. <laughs> And so um, <laughs> right. I, I complained to Grubhub, and they said, uh, and I said, uh, I ordered this blah 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 hour, uh, you know, this long ago, and they haven't showed up. And um, forever, they're like, oh, they're contacting us, and they're like, oh, and I was like, so what's the? And they kind of were delaying me, and I was like, what's the deal? Like, they got us on hold. I was like, well, can I just get a refund? Because I got a podcast to do at four. Right. My buddy needs me at four. Uh, right. I keep saying four guys because. Uh, after my Indian food got delayed, then Chad texted me and said, "Like, hey." <laughs> also, it's four yeah, thirty. As usual, it wasn't I'm exaggerating. Right. Um, but anyway, so the dude called me back. The dude that delivered it, because I'm sure he got a call mm-hmm. from Grubhub. You know, he's like, "Hey, I dropped right. off the food at blah 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 address," and I was like, "Yeah, that's not my address." <laughs> and he's like, "Do you live in an apartment?" And I was like, "Not really." And I was like, "Well, that's not the point, though. You just said my, that address before. That's not my address." And right. uh, and he's like, oh, I left it at the front desk. He's like, do you have a front desk? I was like, I don't have a front desk. <laughs> There's no front desk. I'm the front desk. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I'm sitting at my front desk waiting for you, which is my kitchen table. Um, that, that needs to be on a T-shirt right there. I, I am the front desk. <laughs> 
Yeah, I could imagine Samuel Jackson saying that. I am the front desk, motherfucker. <laughs> right. And so, oh, and then so man. he replied. He was just like, "Oh fuck." Then it was just a couple seconds of silence, and he just hung up. And that was the last we heard from oh, no. the delivery guy. Because <laughs> I think that's at the point he's like, oh, "I fucked up, but I'm not gonna go back." And and right. at that point, I don't want it anyway. Go back to the front desk. It's probably desk so cold like... that it's frozen at this point. <laughs> at the thought. Right. Um, right. So uh, what? And so I had actually Brenner or brunch brunch. What do you call it when it's at three o'clock? I think it's a mixture of all three of them. Bredi- Probably dinner at uh, like three thirty of eggs and bacon. It was pathetic. But it's all pathetic. sounds pretty it's good though. Pathetic. I'd be I'd be I'd be, I'd be <laughs> everyone's <laughs> leaving me. The two things I thought I had to depend on. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> That's crazy. That guy's crazy. Are you good? To, are you? Uh, how does it feel to be home? You're back from Vienna, it's, dude. Dude, it's good. It's I. I love traveling, but there's nothing better than getting back here. I did something a little out of the ordinary. Right when I got back, I unpacked my suitcase. Wow! Do you ever do that? I, I never do that. Hell no. <laughs> right? No, I haven't done that since I lived at home with my parents. Well, I probably still didn't do it because it would probably still be them like coming into my room like four times, being like, "Unpack your freaking suitcase." Um, right? Yeah. No, I never do that. So that was that was kind of weird. Good for you. And it was also You're nice adults. because, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so that was kind of a good feeling. Although, honestly, right after I finished unpacking my clothes from my suitcase and a couple of the little uh, little things I got, I was kind of like, "All right, well, I'm good." So I just laid in my bed for like 20 minutes, scrolling through Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Not doing I've done anything. that a few times over these past couple of days just because I had nothing had nothing else to do. I literally just lied in bed and scrolled through my phone for like 45 minutes. I'm like, all right, back to find something new to do and play piano right. or something. Nice. Yeah, it's been good Make to be new back, drops. though. My you parents... notice new drop days become oh, been more sure. and more frequent since uh, the holidays. I- I'm good with it. <laughs> I'm good with it. We need to have more holidays. That's all I'm saying. Uh but it's nice, you know, it's uh, it's nice to show my parents around, you know, where I live. I showed them my school today, yesterday I showed them around the, uh, like the Old Town Square, which is really beautiful. Of course, my mom was disappointed because the Christmas markets uh, <laughs> are not there anymore. Do they and break those things down dude, pretty quickly? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think they were they were down on the 24th or 25th here in Komutov. Okay. Oh, and I was some pl- most places first. in Vienna okay. were well. Vienna, they were also packing them up. Some of them up on the twenty third, twenty fourth. A few of the more touristy ones, I think, are open all the way till January fifth or sixth. Right. But a lot of those people also um, that are running these Christmas uh, um, markets or whatever want to go home to their own families for Christmas. I would assume, not be right. working. I, I would. I would like also the point of Christmas yeah. market, so we don't have to work on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> You can get all your gifts and your knickknacks and your trinkets right at the markets, along with some tasty food. But it was nice. And I mean, the other thing is, it's a little stressful traveling with your parents when um, you have three big suitcases. As as you pointed out in our last episode, Mm -hmm. Jared, of course, all of us overpacked. Mm Um, of course, family tradition, uh, (laughs) right? I should have, honestly, man, I should have just brought my backpack because my, my parents brought me some clothes from the Mm. States and we had a laundry machine in both of our apartments we stayed in. Honestly, dude, I probably could have gotten away with just my, like, I have a big travel backpack I brought with me. You've seen the pictures. Uh, our listeners have probably seen the pictures too. 
Yeah, yeah, that's the bag to go with. And my dad ordered one too, and he's been nice. using that while while he's been and, here. And how nice would so it that, been really would, good. How nice mm-hmm. would that have been to walk to spend your entire trip in Vienna essentially wearing new clothes? Just like oh, dude, I would. What fresh. am I going to whip out today? What kind of new? Uh, well, I kind I kind of did because uh, today? because they're uh, at least it's it's weird, dude. When I go to H and M in the Czech Republic, I only find a few things on sale. And then I go to Dresden or I go to Vienna, and half of the store is on yeah, sale. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Every H and M I've been to, there's it's always everything's always on sale. <laughs> right. So I ended up there's getting a couple sale. button downs. Right. It's like oh, Kohl's. for sure. And so I ended up. It's it's better than Kohl's in my in my well, opinion. Well, I think at least the sales are cheaper. Better at Kohl's. I feel like I'd have to go Kohl's on that. Yeah, one. probably. Pro- yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Seems with like you. they have higher standards. Like I got. Right. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, like I got a couple of uh, really nice button downs. You know, each of them were like six euros a pop, I think. I think one of them was like a jean button down that was maybe nine euros. But it was really cheap. So I got to bust out some new threads in Austria, which was nice. I kind of, I had this new weird rule now where uh, for the most part, if I'm going out, especially when I say going out, I I don't mean going out to a bar or club. I just mean leaving the house. Mm Um, I'm trying to rock something with a collar. Yeah. Just because people in Europe tend to dress a little nicer. Yeah. I know? think that's a good rule to have. Yeah. So look good, feel good. And also, you know? like, I, I, I have a selection of collared shirts that I'd say are um, applicable to any situation. Like, it's not like, oh, nice. it's not like these are collar and cufflink shirts, but they're I, I like mm-hmm. shirts that I could wear at work or I could wear uh, mm-hmm. out somewhere. People aren't like, whoa, look at you. <laughs> Over, right. where, what's the occasion? Pulling up the tux. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is a very nice tux, That's the by same... the way. Check out our Instagram oh, thank and see you. that tux. That's right. That's right. Well, you know what's funny, though? I, I always have in the back of my head whenever I go find new clothes, in the back of my mind, I'm like, could I wear this while I'm teaching? Yeah, and so for me, if it fits that, if it fits that criteria, I'll get it. You know, why not? A couple of the shirts, I think that look a little bit more right with work, right when I'm teaching, (laughs) right, (laughs) right. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, so it was it was really good, dude. I don't know how I didn't turn into a Zacher Torta. I ate (laughs) Zacher Torta almost every day while I was in Vienna, and what happened was we went to this. That's that's right. We went to this. Uh, really good. Um, what would you even call it in English? Konditorei. It's like a oh. bakery slash pastry shop. Yeah. yeah. What, what would you? Yeah, pastry shop probably. But you can like sit down there, can't you? Right. And I had a vina melange, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, got zacher torta. And they gave us like a like a like a coupon for a dollar fifty off or a euro 50 off downstairs what you know whatever cakes or sweets so initially we were going to get my dad a piece of cake we already had bought him one but we were going to get him another piece and then i what walked do you mean down you there get him Dude, a, they had like a whole... to go or something yeah yeah to go oh. and because he was he was at the art museum of course oh, he was oh, right oh, oh, oh. yeah this was when we were still in vienna <laughs> and so you so, had plenty of time to but kill. then i walked down there and i see 50 percent off it was a whole zacher torta which they're not that big. Oh yeah. But it was an entire zacher torta and you usually if you buy it per piece, it's expensive. It's like 4 euros or 5 euros for one piece. Okay. It was half off plus that coupon. I paid 7 euros for an entire zacher torta. still did you bring it back with you? Do you have some there? No, I ate it. I ate it all while <laughs> well, I was there cuz it probably shit. wouldn't have been good. <laughs> yeah, dude. So like I said, I was eating it every single day. 
every single day, but it was uh, it was so damn maybe good. Maybe making me reconsider. Of course, Pop-Tarts I got schnitzel. For breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, I kid you not. One of the mornings, I had zakhar for oh, breakfast. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. That's living the living the dream in Veen, man. Just eating zakhar oh, with you when you're having breakfast. But it was it was good. I went to the House de Musique, that museum. Did you ever go there while you were there? Um, maybe, maybe. I don't know. It was cool. I I never I never went there, and it's like super interactive. Uh, they have a couple rooms where you can. They have one room where you can lead the the um, Vienna Symphonic Orchestra. So you pick the piece and there's like this special like wand, you know, the conductor stick mm-hmm. and you have to move it in time. And what's crazy is if you move it too fast, no. they play faster. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And if you move it really slow, they play really slow. How good is and it? And if you do it... Like, can you... Um, it's like, pretty accurate. Is it pretty quick to adjust? It's, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing. And the crazy thing about it is if you play too slow or too fast for too long... They, I don't know how they did this. They had to film all of this, obviously, and then ho- somehow sync it with the conductor stick. <laughs> um, I don't know what the correct term is for that, but I'm sure there's the a better term for it than that. Or wand? Ma- maybe. Maybe the wand. Wand, maybe. We'll call wand, it the wand seems a little too extravagant. I feel like it's a baton. Yeah, yeah, well, but baton seems so, like, it seems too delicate to be called a baton. But baton just means stick. You know, it's, it's a fancy right. word exactly. for stick. Well, the, the thingy that the conductor waves <laughs> while he's directing the orchestra. Let's go but with the wand. What's crazy is if you do it too fa- right. So the wand, if you wave the wand too slowly they'll or too fast, eventually they'll stand up and leave the stage. <laughs> oh, wait. The, the actual band? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm, yeah. we're better well, it's than not, this. It's not a real band. It's obviously videotaped. Well, of course, of course. Earned, but I, I'm, I'm but, saying like, the, uh, like they'll actually, it looks like it's Guitar Hero or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like Guitar Hero, but you're but you're conducting like uh, Radetzky March by Strauss or uh, On the Blue Danube, On the Beautiful Blue Danube. But what's funny about On the Beautiful Blue Danube, because it's a waltz and because it's a little bit slower, you can move the wand in a circle. And if you time it right... Oh, right. When you hit that spot at the right time. Yeah, it works perfectly. Mm-hmm. So small children like three years old could easily... Do, 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 and just do it at the yeah, right time. Yeah, but that's time. not as much fun as getting into it. I mean, of course like, not. Ah, well, Percussion. What was funny? <laughs> what was funny is we were watching. We were watching these kids do it, and this one kid, um, he was doing uh, Brahms Hungarian dance. Oh, I don't remember what number it is, but it's a really famous piece by Brahms. Let's say six. And and the way the the I think it might it might have been number five. Um, but anyways. There's there's a part at the end of the end of the little like line or the phrase the musical phrase, where it's like a little is the ending mm-hmm. of it right, and so the kid would go normal speed and then at the very end he'd do it really fast. And would they speed up? So it'd be like do 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 do, and then the part after that it'd be like it was hilarious. It was so funny and everyone was cracking up. It's it was awesome. So that museum's really interactive. I love a good interactive you go museum. You never too old oh, for an interactive for sure. museum. Oh, not at all. You gotta just unleash your inner child. A lot, when you're at a those lot places. of interactive museums. Well, by a lot, I mean the one that I'm familiar with in Philadelphia, the Franklin Institute. They also mm-hmm. ha- often have events. Um, I don't want to say after hours because these are not like eyes wide shut parties, but they have like um, <laughs> they have like events for, like later in the day, like a, in the evening. Well, they'll do like a you know beer or like where you can buy drinks and do different museum activities that they have there. That's awesome. Like I uh, I didn't have any booze or anything when I did this, but I went to the. Did I tell you I went to the 
Franklin Institute recently, and I went to the planetarium. Uh-uh. Maybe, and I saw one did. of those good old oh, fashioned you did. dome. You did. Show, and uh-huh. it was short. It was great, but it was only like 15 minutes. And when I was walking out, I was like, I could have been in there for like an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I was kind of expecting to as well, but like I was like I I, mm-hmm. I wanted you to go through every constellation like I remember back in uh like third grade. <laughs> right, for sure. That's I'd awesome. I'd be like I don't know how I'd ever actually see this. Um what were we talking? Oh yeah, so you were at the interactive museum. That's what it was. Yep, Haus der Musik. Mm-hmm. So if any of our listeners out there are planning a trip to Vienna, I would highly suggest checking out Haus der Musik. It's fantastic. I think I paid 16 euros, so it was a little pricey, um, but it was good. I mean, there were like three or four floors, really cool stuff, really great information about composers. 16 euros does terrible for a museum. No, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, you really... But yeah, what, it's, it's so funny hearing you give prices, because anyone like... Excuse me, I, I'm, I've been drinking alcohol, <laughs> I must admit, and it's caused <laughs> me to be burpy. Uh, would hear you and, and be like, uh, wow, Chad's a real cheapskate. Like he was cl- complaining about a four-euro beer. <laughs> right, right. Dude, that was the other thing. I've noticed the Czech Republic has spoiled me. I'm so used to spending, you know, maybe maximum a dollar, a dollar fifty for a beer mm-hmm. here, right? And when I was in Vienna, I went to a couple of really cool bars and they were like five euros. And I felt bad spending five euros yeah, for a beer. you're in a big city now. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> But even in Prague, if you know the right places, you can, you know, buy a beer for 35 or 40 Right. Crowns. I think a lot of that more has to do with less being in a quote-unquote big city and more just how exchange rates work. Exactly. For sure. Um, okay. Uh, well, that's great. We, we can get more to your trip later. Um, Sounds do you, good. Do you want to um, spread a little love? And, uh, Always. Always. I, 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 got, I, I actually have one. Well, let's let's start with you then, man. Spread that love All around. Right. Well, um, this one is pretty crazy. So, Colin O'Brady. Have you heard of Colin? Mm-mm. His last name is no. O'Brady, but he's American. He's 33, and he has become the first person to ski alone and unaided across uh, Antarctica. Oh wow! And unaided That's means crazy. unaided means this is cross country skiing. Obviously, it's not all it's not all downhill skiing. <laughs> So he mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. scurried his way across Antarctica. And um, obviously I have some facts for you about this if you want to hear about it. <clears throat> this is from oh, the uh, National Geographic, so you know it's legit. Um, oh, for sure. Using solely his own muscle power, O'Brady skied 932 miles, pulling a 300-pound sled over 54 frigid days across the coldest, windiest, most remote con- continent on Earth crossing from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean via the South Pole. After a remarkable 80-mile uh, continuous push over the last two days, almost five times his strenuous daily average, he emerged from the Trans-Antarctic Mountain onto the Ross Ice Shelf a little before 1 p.m. Eastern Time, December 26th, and stamped his name into the Annals of Polar Lore. Get up it all into those annals of polar lore, That's Colin crazy. O'Brady. Now the South Pole, there aren't any polar bears, right? That's only the North Pole. Uh, I'm not sure, but I'll tell you in three seconds. Are there polar? Because I feel, I feel like if you were like doing that where there's polar bears and you're on that long of a trek, your ass has got to be eaten. Polar bears live in the Ar- Arctic near the North Pole. 
Penguins live on Antarctica and the neighboring continents near the South Pole. So penguins uh, will probably leave you alone. <laughs> okay. Polar bears will eat anything that has a pulse and flesh right. on its bones. Oh, for sure. For sure. They're the most aggressive bears out there because they're, the they're most desperate. so hungry. Right, exactly. I mean, like exactly. brown bears and grizzly bears and black bears are, they're all glut. I mean, I mean, most of the time there's a, there's a gluttony of food for them because they're also, oh, polar bears are also the only ones that are purely um, omnivore or uh, carnivores. Yes. yes, which maybe yeah, also yeah. is just gotcha. a, uh, uh, because of their name of the game, because of their environment. It's like, yeah, they're barely any exactly. animals, plants. Most definitely. So, um, yeah. Just, you know, this is the Untranslatable Podcast, and we like to give all the continents continents some love. <laughs> that includes Antarctica. That's right. So to our people out there in Antarctica, oh, sure. uh, an American person came there and controlled and conquered <laughs> your continent. Are there any That's countries awesome. on the continent of Antarctica? I, I don't think so. So it's just a continent and that's it? Is there I, I would imagine so because— Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I think the only the only people that actually like live there are usually like scientists doing some type of research, right. I would imagine. And then I guess my next question would be is there anyone that controls like who's in control of Ant- what what's happening in our in Antarctica? Right? You could just go have crazy parties <laughs> in Antarctica like because there's no James police Bond, no, no laws. Like a, <laughs> right. Uh, hotels. Well, dude, that's what's crazy is I heard and I don't know how true this was. This was coming from the History Channel, which sometimes can be kind of credible. Sometimes I'm not so sure, but they said that uh, when the Nazis were still in power, the Nazis actually wanted to have some secret base in Antarctica. That sounds credible as shit. I mean, I, I'd believe that. <laughs> like, I, that doesn't sound right. credible. Let me clarify. This could easily be meme news, but I'd 100% right. believe that. That sounds like some real Nazi shit. I mean, Nazi, the Nazis were, were, were uh, like, they did partake in some, like, horror movies le- levels of, like, uh, Oh, for experimenting sure. Experimenting and, and like super villain levels of, of weird right. thoughts of what to do with people and right. with countries and stuff. So, and the other, and the other scary thing about the Nazis, right. Hitler's and the other scary thing right about now, the Nazis, chilling. <laughs> listen to that translated r- r- right. podcast. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's right. I mean, that's the other crazy thing, too, is like how, how, you know, some of the best scientists were, you know, Nazis. And then we, after World War II, we basically forced them to come to America and work for right. us. Right. Right. You know, um, so so yeah, they I mean that seems like crazy enough stuff that they could do it. But so yeah, but what what was that guy's name again though? That guy's just Colin crazy. O'Brady. That's awesome. So I can give you some information on Antarctica. Um, yeah, let's do it. So it's ninety eight percent of Antarctica is covered by ice. Um <laughs> so that averages uh about one point nine kilometers or about one point two miles in thickness. So it's just pure, mm-hmm. you're just walking on pure ice. On ice. Uh, which okay. extends to all but the northernmost reaches of the Antarctic Peninsula. But don't worry, if we're lucky, mm-hmm. um, SUVs and sports cars will melt some of that down before electric cars coming in ruin everything. Right. <clears throat> that was sarcasm, people. Uh, anywhere from <laughs> 1,000 to 5,000 people reside throughout the year at a research stations scattered across the continent. Uh, so it's all, it's, so there's no, obviously there's no a- actual population, but I want to know something about, oh, politics. Several countries claim sovereignty in certain regions, while a few of these countries have mutually recognized each other's claims, the validity of these, so no one controls shit. Uh, it seems like other okay. continents have claimed that they own certain portions of it, but there's no documentation or anything to 
validate that. And there's nothing. It doesn't seem like there's anything legitimate. Uh, can you imagine that. going to war with another country over Antarctica? Like you can have it. You can. <laughs> right. Well, there's probably a lot of interesting stuff you can find there about, um, like if you're doing like geological studies or like um, archaeological studies. There's probably a lot of interesting mm-hmm. stuff you can find there about the history. Oh, for sure. I'm and a sure. lot of weird shit you could probably find in that ice. Um, but right. you, you know, obviously, yeah. you need one of those big fancy. Machines that look like uh, a mole, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that you right. see uh, in Fast and Furious Twelve. <laughs> um, exactly. Do you have any, uh, That's any, uh, crazy. More though, man. That do you want to um, spread yes. a little love? I got... Yes, I do. I have two shout-outs. My first one um, goes out to a fisherman who he fell overboard. His name is Nathan Rogers, who's in his late thirties. He fell overboard. On his fishing boat, I guess he was by himself, and he managed to cling onto the nets, and he was dragged for five miles behind his boat back to shore. So he had been adjusting the nets on his fishing boat, and it was an autopilot, and he fell overboard, but because the boat was an autopilot, obviously it kept moving forward, <laughs> and he was smart enough, instead of panicking, oh, he gr- it's crazy, it's a crazy story, right? And so he grabbed onto the to the nets, and uh, and thankfully he's okay. Whoa. He survived. Oh, so was he by himself? Yep. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's, do they it advise right not here. to do that? Not to go do that by yourself? I mean, I'm not blaming the I, I victim. Would, I would. But... Ass- I would assume so. Right. And the boat was traveling at six knots or about seven miles per hour, which I mean, through the water, that's pretty fast. Right. Yeah. I mean, and like, I mean, yeah, you're not swimming that fast. Right. Michael Phelps ain't swimming that fast. <laughs> no. no nobody's swimming that fast. But yeah, so he so he was, you know, went through um five miles of freezing water and uh and so thankfully uh he's okay and clung to dear life. And the reason why I wanted to do this shout out is I feel Bundle like that what he went through is kind of a <laughs> metaphor of a lot of people's twenty eighteens. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean it is it is it is. Uh, it is has been interesting to look back and see, like, um, see where we're at in, in society. And, you know, it's so funny too because I, I think back to. I might have even been. I mean, it's not funny once you hear what I'm about to say, but I think back to like 2016, when there was mm-hmm. like the mass extinction of celebrities. Remember that, like, the end of the year. Yeah. There was like every day mm-hmm. celebrity, like a like big, because I, I remember Carrie Fisher died, George Michael died. Those are just two big ones that come up. Like they died pretty close to each other. Right. But those are just two right. big ones that come off the top of my head. But like it was just every day, like the celebrity died, this celebrity died. Um, and people are like, 2016 is the worst. I can't wait for this to be over. And now it just seems that um, that's almost just like the, oh, I actually saw a funny, um, a funny tweet today where, um, where it was a meme, and it says um, at the beginning of the year, and it was essentially someone with a big smile on their face saying this: "Spread a little love." And um, nice. And uh, and then it was, and then below it, it was at the end of the year, and it was from some movie. I don't remember what the movie was specifically, but it was essentially saying that person's trying to sp- spread love. Get him and break his legs. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where it's like people oh, always start with these like like ah, new year, new beginning. 
and and then right. and then it always ends where it's like, oh, this year we can't like this year needs to end. It's been the worst. It's only like we need to start fresh. But it's like it's so funny how we put these arbitrary dates on what what a new beginning is, because the, oh, for the sure. Earth and the 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 universe that like these months that we've that we use mean nothing to the actual universe and as. And yeah, maybe time is based solely, you know, off of lunar cycles or whatever they say it's based off of. But but real, these are still arbitrary dates. I mean, for all, we could make the summer a new year if we wanted to, and it wouldn't and and wouldn't really make like right. wouldn't wouldn't matter other countries. And I'll yeah, mention yeah. this later, but other countries have different New Years. Like they don't. Not everyone right. uses oh, January first. Sure. So. Mm-hmm. Um, right on. I just but yeah. Anyways, though, shout out to Nathan Rogers for clinging oh, on. Oh, I know. Jeez. And staying calm, um, I'm assuming he stayed calm. You have to. Um, I mean, that's. Right. I, I feel like in in the handbook, that's rule number one. When you fall into freezing water, is stay calm. That has to be rule number one. Right. So yeah. So shout out to him. Yeah. And my second that's shout impressive. out. I know it's pretty wild, isn't it? My second shout out goes out to everybody out there, our listeners, friends of our listeners, everybody out there. Um, who's just trying to make themselves a little bit better day by day mm-hmm. and also help our brothers and sisters out there. I think, uh, I think, you know, I agree with you that, you know, this new year, new me or new year, you know, all this stuff is, it's kind of cliche and a little kitschy, but at the same time, like I am all for anybody who is just trying to help each other out and help themselves out. Right. And as, as your drop goes, spread that love. So I hope in 2019, we can spread a whole spread lot of love, love to everybody out there and uh, make this world a little bit of a better place day by day. You and know? let me and let me mention. Um, I, yeah, I mentioned all the stuff about it being arbitrary, but I, I, you know, I, I also do think that there is something to, um, to obviously self reflection and um, and and attempting growth. You know, people there's New Year's resolutions, and you reflect on mm-hmm. how your p- previous year went. So I definitely do think there is something to that. I, I don't. I don't. I don't mean. I don't want to downplay that. But sometimes, um, sometimes it just it 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 just seems like um, like like it, putting it into action is always is always difficult. I mean, people always talk about gym memberships and stuff like that being right. gr- increasing exponentially at the beginning of the year. So um, speaking of uh, spread a little love, I said the drop, and I was like, oh, I have it. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> um, I'm going to finish this beer that I was drinking before. There you go. Which is unrelated to the beer I'm about to review. Let me clarify. And I say that, oh, God, that was awful. <laughs> I'm sorry. I say that because um, I'm very excited for this beer, the Pod Review. This one is very exciting for me. I was, uh, for multiple reasons, I, and this was a purely uh, serendipitous uh, find. I was walking to the grocery store. Chad usually, um, based off of how we do the beer or pod reviews, technically it should be Chad. But I knew he was coming yep. back from a vacation, and I also I'd seen this beer, and I was like, "Oh, this is perfect. This is the perfect beer." And I'm really excited for this. So, oh, sorry, I, I just realized I'm messing with my my rug here. I forgot to get a glass because I was rushing around. So, two things we could do here. Because I also haven't cleaned the lid. We could pause it real quick and I can go get a glass. Let's pause it. All right. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um, sorry. My hands right. are wet. All right. Let's pause it. And that's what we call a teaser on the business there, folks. I mean, granted, for you guys, it was less than a millisecond. But uh, <laughs> for us, it was a harrowing couple minutes of peeing, getting a glass, 
and then almost losing everything. But we're here with everything. That's right. And so the uh, the the wait is over. Chad, could you uh, look at this uh, this title? What that says? It's a little hard with the light. The light that burned me. Oh, earlier. does that say Pilsner Prosim? It does. Pilsner, please. Ooh, Czech style Pilsner. I'm loving it. So this, uh, so this, uh, as Chad said, is a Pilsner Prosim by Jalsta. By um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that drop. <laughs> well, by uh, Saint Benjamin's, which is a bre- which is a brewery, literally two minutes walking distance from my house. Oh, nice. Uh, I knew that there was a restaurant there. I did not realize it was an actual brewery. And I didn't realize that this was a brewery two minutes from my house until I got it home and actually researched the brewery. And it said, like, my, it said, my, well, now nah, I'm going to give it away. I guess who cares? No one is going to come stalk me. But it said my street uh, address on there. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, and I was like, crazy. oh, I know where that place is. I drive past it every day on my way to work. Hey, don't come stalk me, people. Uh, <laughs> I'm, you can really triangulate on where I live with this. Uh, you know, I think this whole doing local beer of the review pods is really biting me in the ass. It's starting to get a little too local. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I brewed this beer in my basement. Uh, <laughs> so it's a uh, Czech style Pilsner. And uh, I'm going to crack it open real quick. I w- you know what I should have done? And I thought this like 20 minutes before we started recording. I should have bought a Pilsner Urquell and done a full-on taste test comparison. Oh, I, I had one earlier, actually. But I didn't think of it until um, it was too late. Uh, so I'll read you their, what they what uh, a little bit about this company as I'm cracking this open and pouring it. St. Benjamin Brewing Company. Oh, this is a uh, 4.7% uh, alcohol by volume. The name- so I think that would be a 10 here? Okay. A 10 degree or an 11 degree? I'll take your word for it. Um... The name St. Benjamin is a reference to founding father of Benjamin Franklin. Is he a saint? Has, has he been saint canonized? I do not know that. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> that's I, don't, a good I, don't know, I don't know if that's officiated by the Catholic Church. Hey, check this out. All right. That, to me, though, is uh, more looks more like a Hefeweizen. I'm going to say some of that had to do with the light. I might have something to do with the light, but... Okay. Yeah, I think you're kind of right. Yeah, to me, it looks golden. It looks more golden well, we'll than get it does to that. ambery. We'll get to that, though, because okay. I think you might be kind of right as I look at it, too. Because Pilsner's tent need to be a little bit more gold. You're right. And this right. has this is a, little too, a little too cloudy for your average, uh, right. for your average uh, Pilsner. So anyway, uh, the idea for this brewery was devised in founder Tim Patton's 190-year-old home and former firehouse in Philadelphia. The founder of the city's uh, fire company, companies, Franklin... Oh, excuse me. The founder of the city's fire companies, Franklin, was also an avid home brewer. Apparently, he was the founder of the city's fire companies. Our tap room with draft beer uh, and full kitchen is now... Oh, all right. I'm not advertising for these people. Don't go there because it's too close <laughs> to me. I don't, I, <laughs> um, I'm not saying don't go there. That's terrible. Um I actually also thought, oh, what if I went there for lunch and like I actually got the full experience? I could do that later. So um, you should. The reason I think I would attribute this pilsner to not looking like pilsner to not looking like your average Czech one, and I think the answer is written on the side of this can, which is a 16 fluid ounce one pint can. Mm-hmm. Pilsner Prosim is boldly Prosim uh-huh. is boldly hopped <laughs> with Czech saz. And brewed using traditional deco- de- decoction method. Spicy hops complement 
bready malts for a balanced, nuanced beer you can enjoy again and again. I think there's something that has to do with those hops that might have something okay. to do with it, would be my guess. Probably. Now, would you say the beer has kind of a blonde appearance? Yeah. With some haziness? Yeah. Hazy blonde. <laughs> Sounds like my Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of gross, oh, isn't it? Hazy, that's, that's not a good one. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking hazy blonde was the hair color, but I was like, oh, that's just sounds, that sounds aggressive. Let me taste this beer. Well, yeah, okay. It smells Pilsnery, though. I'll give them that. So it has that skunkiness. Well, maybe no. I take that back. Interesting. I like this beer very much, but it tastes like an IPA with a low amount of hops almost. Okay. Like if you were to give this to in someone in your neck of the woods and say, here, try mm-hmm. out this Pilsner, they would take that goddamn glass and smash it over your head. <laughs> <laughs> and then they chug down okay. a Pilsner and, and exclaim... Um, Nasvatladi, or how do you say, um, (laughs) 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 is that how you say cheers? (laughs) Nasdravi. Oh, Nasdravi. Nasdravi, bitch. Uh, um, But it's good. I like it. I think it's good. I kind of enjoy this. I feel like this is, um, (laughs) this would be a good introduction for you, someone that doesn't like IPAs or overly happy beers. Two happy beers. To, kinda in, to get into the hoppy yeah. beers. <laughs> okay. They call this a Pilsner, but I expect Pilsners to be a little bit more golden and less hazy in, in complexion. Right. And I right. think the taste reflects that hazy complexion. Oh, for sure. I, I, I would, I mean, obviously I can't taste it, but I feel like a lot of times when I look at beer, I kind of get an idea before I even taste it based on, you know, the color, the haziness yeah. of it. Yeah, especially when I do these beer of the review, beer of the reviews as well, beer of the pod reviews. That's what I meant to say. Where I stumbled, right? Is you know what would be fascinating is to do a complete blind test of what of beer, and so you don't see it at all. Oh, because I wonder, I wonder how much that uh, attributes to the taste. So I went to the bar um, uh, the other day, and with with uh, one of our mutual friends, Laura Stevenson. Her uh, oh, nice. her family lives in the suburbs of Philadelphia, and uh, okay. she does not. She used to live here, but she doesn't live here anymore. She's home for the holidays. She's in Texas now, isn't she? She is. Yeah, uh, she's home for the holidays. And we hung out the other day, and we went to a bar uh, in in uh, out in the suburbs called Doylestown, and um, it was funny because she was like, "Oh, um, she's like, uh, I don't have a car, so I like I could borrow my parents' car, but I feel bad making you drive." Um, Making you drive like an hour, and and I was, I mentioned I was like, oh, that's fine. Like I, I haven't been doing anything with my my break. It would be <laughs> right. a delight to actually have to go somewhere <laughs> instead of just uh-huh. walk. Like I'm actually for once happy not to go to a place that's just in walking distance down the street from me, <laughs> because I have barely seen daylight in the past four days. Uh, right. <laughs> anyway, um, so at this bar we went to, um. They had this $4 beer thing where it's a $4 can of beer and it's a random beer. And so they okay. just give you uh, Interesting. they just give you uh, they have a wide range of a bunch of crazy stuff and they just give you something. And so I got it and I don't remember exactly what I got, but it was actually better than uh, I got a, two beers, so I got a beer after that. It was actually better than the beer I actually picked and ordered. <laughs> I was like I kind of <laughs> wish I kind of okay. had another one of that other one. 
Uh, but it was, it, yeah, so that, that, that was a cool, uh, so that's kind of, I mean, it's not a taste test thing, but I've never been to one of those, you know, random beer, and it was cheap, too. I mean, $4 is not bad for a that's random, and it was a tall boy. Especially in the States. It was a pint, too. Ooh, that's really good. Yeah. All right. So it was a great deal, and it was a good beer, too, so I thought that was a cool, I thought that was a cool thing to do. I've never seen that before. I haven't either. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, I wouldn't call it, I, I think the checks would, um, scoff at this being called a pill uh, being called a pilsner but as we've mentioned okay. so many times in this podcast i think that's what i like about american beers is that they have that uh willingness and ability to um to try like to go a little bit out of the box a little bit and i'd say that this might not be a pilsner in the eyes of czech people but i think that this right. is a perfect example of an out of the box pilsner and i might actually go back and get some more of this you should and then you'll have to say Nastiravi when you have one. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant to the uh, <laughs> to the uh, 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 cashier. She'd be like, cashier, what? that too, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. Huh? What? <laughs> like it's, it has check on the on the can. Don't oh, worry. Oh, did you see uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago though? Um, when I was at my local grocery store where I got this beer, mm-hmm. and they had like that little. I don't know if you saw the. Um, I had a. Uh, I put it into a story. And it was that picture, uh, Instagram story. It was a picture of the, um, like, a little holiday box of Pilsner Urquell. And on it, it said, uh-huh. Nas, yeah, yeah. I, I uh-huh. keep forgetting how to say it. Nastravi. Nastravi. Uh-huh. And uh, they still have it up there because apparently no one wants it. Uh, <laughs> it's just not as, it's not as good in the States. Also, I tell you what, you will confuse a lot of Czech people uh, if you tell them it's a Pilsner, if it's a Pilsner beer. Because they'll... I think most, as as we've talked about, when they hear the word Pilsner, they think only Pilsner Urquell. Right. And, right. and if it weren't for you living in the Czech Republic, I would not have been so sensitive to them calling this and, and hearing you t- even hesitate to call other bil- p- beers uh, Pilsners. I, I, like, that's why I was right. very interested to, uh, and I, I don't even think I needed a Pilsner Urquell to compare it. Right. Even though right. it would have been well, yeah, nice, but... I don't. Also, I don't know if it. I think it would have done it more of a more of a disservice <laughs> if you would have had a Pilsner Urquell. Right. Yeah. Because then I'm to compare. It, I would say. <laughs> Why? Because then I'm gonna be mean to the Pilsner Urquell. Is that what you're saying? No. Just because it's so different. Oh. Oh. Right. I mean, just by the looks. I mean, it doesn't. Right. I almost honestly, I almost cracked open this Pilsner Urquell. I had a comparison right next to me. <laughs> yeah. Just so we could look at the color and everything. But you didn't even but, have uh, to. Right, I've I've had more than one pills in Orkvell in my four months that I've been here. And, uh, and to, to say the just least, just to conclude <laughs> this, I say all this to say, uh, I this does not go to uh, say that this is once again not a delicious beer that I think is uh, great, and I think it's great with with or without a meal. And okay. uh, what time of the year would local. you prefer to drink it? You think? Um, I. Th- one well, let me start by saying this seems like it would go great with the schnitzel. Still Ooh, have a fine right. schnitzel. I went to Whole Foods the other day; they didn't have it. Um, oh wow! But this seems maybe like a fall, fall beer. Okay. Because I'd say I don't want to say like a like a like a summertime beer, but it's also I don't know if it's the best beer. Like it's all it's a very well rounded beer. That's why it's very tough mm-hmm. to give it a season. But I might say fall because if I had to choose a season. Okay. Because it's not he- it's not heavy enough to really uh, constitute a good winter beer, I think, and it's not um, fruity enough or hoppy enough. You know, hoppy the hoppiness kind of gives it some fruitiness to me. It's right. not fruity enough or hoppy enough to uh, or light enough 
Uh, well, maybe it's light enough to be a summer beer, but it, the flavor doesn't say summer beer to me. But it's light enough to be a summer mm-hmm. beer. Like okay. I could easily drink nice. one of these outside in the summer and not be like, "Well, it's a little too much" or anything like that. But <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> people don't even see me do that. I've done like four or five physical things this podcast that no one's seen. And I, I, every time I do it, I'm like, why am I doing this? No one sees right. it. I just want to make you laugh. That's really all it is. <laughs> Eventually, right. Eventually, we got to get some cameras in here, especially yeah. how much we've talked about my laid back vibes tank top. Well, I think I figured out how to do it, it on my end. I just don't know if I, that'll apply okay. to you. Because I think it's too much. Oh, we won't talk about it now. But I, I, yeah, I've, we can talk about it later. <laughs> I think I actually have figured out a way to do it. Not well, but okay. at least so there's some video, and then there's. Oh, nice. But um, yeah, we'll talk about it later. Um, nice. But well, buddy, for do now, you uh, happen to have the time? Of course. Shit, I forgot I changed my soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. What's, fu- what's that's funny where is the... you probably could have not even said anything. I know, but I'm mad at myself because that's where I used to have the uh, untranslatable owl, but it's uh, here now. There we <laughs> go. Because I want to push there we go. Star I hear it. Uh, nice. the... Well, get us started, buddy. All right. Sure, sure. So I, I um, got my first, I have three. And I want to do all three of these. My first one is Zulu. Oh, nice. Uh, actually, my first two are Zulu. And it's and that's spoken in South Africa, right? Yes. I believe it's spoken in other parts of Southern Africa. But I know okay. for sure it is spoken in South Africa. Um, but um, there might be other countries around there that use it too. Ingve mm-hmm. Idla um, Nagambale. Excuse me. Nagambala. Nagamabala. There we go. Which means? Ingve idle nagamabala. A leopard eats... That sounds nice. A leopard eats by means of its spots. Zulu is a very nice language. I like it. it sounds cool. Mm-hmm. A leopard eats by the means of his spots? Yeah. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. This could mean so many different things. Yeah, I don't, even, I don't even know <laughs> where to I begin. That's why I like it, because it's simple... But you could take it in many, many directions. Right. Is this kind of like, is this kind of like dress for the job you want, not the job you have? Mm-mm. Nope. No. Okay. Give me, give me an example. Um, um, so, um, let's see. All right. So, um. You know, last uh, last episode, you, I, the only reason I'm bringing this up, by the way, and this is going to break the fourth wall, but I'm saying this so I don't hurt your feelings. The only reason this comes to my mind, because I just edited our last podcast, and mm-hmm. um, and I remember, I just remember you saying this because I, I listened to the whole thing. Um, so, um, you, so, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's documented that uh, you're not a good, uh, not a good planner. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, sometimes maybe it could be aggravating, but I uh, adjust for things like that because I love that you travel. And I love that you're a teacher with so many great stories. And, you know, the thing is about about this podcast and about life is that a leopard uh, eats by means of its spots. And we uh, and and I so don't mind like doing the editing because the punches? I, uh, not really. It means each person survives off his or her talent. That wasn't a good example, but ah, I, wanted to, I, okay. I tried to explain okay. it so that like we each bring I our different see, talents to the table. Yeah, or something yeah. Like gotcha. That. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got and so two the reason that the leopard is so effective mm-hmm. as a hunter is because it blends them with the spots or whatever it is. Right. Makes sense. Well, I got two check ones for you. Okay. St- still coming strong with these check ones. It was nice to take I a know, break with a couple of crazy ones. I'm, st- I'm still but, uh, impressed. I know. 
I know, right? Um, so this first one is Roste Jako uh, Roste Jako Doivi uh, Veleza, which means he or she is growing up like timber in the forest. Say that again, the English version. He or she is growing up like timber in the forest. Uh, like you don't even you don't even notice. N- no, not quite. Growing up fast, really? Is it fast? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Although that makes a lot of sense. Oh, I thought maybe no. it's not noticed because it's like every time I come back, you're uh, you're so much bigger. Right. No, this is more like like when children are being like unattended. Or things like this, and they're just like going crazy. <laughs> oh, oh, like a child that's not raised well. That's uh, exactly. Oh, we have we have a uh, uh, English untranslatable for that. What do we say? Oh, uh, that kid was raised by wolves. You would say. Oh yeah, yeah which I yeah. think would be the uh-huh. same thing. Which is like this, mm-hmm. or, or um, you know, a common one like if someone that leaves the door open, you say, "What are you raising a barn?" <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> That's, exactly. So I think those were, might be uh, English equivalents. I like that one. That's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Uh, all right, I got another Zulu one for you. you how many? Okay, I also want to end on my last one just because it, it, it'll. That's that's fine. Do your Zulu one. To, uh, I'll do my last check okay. one, and then you can end it. Uh, so the next one is Zulu, as I said, and it's Amanzikwa Kamili by Umbuya. Let me try that one again. Just clean it. Let me clean it up. Amanzikwa. Uh, excuse. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, uh, how did I do that first one? <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah, you it rolled off the tongue. Because now I don't know how one. I even did it. <laughs> but the, but the, the struggle is is you're, that it's, you're thinking too hard. I know. I, That's I, why I know. You're no, thinking I'm, too no, hard because I wanted to get it better, but now I'm thinking too hard. I forget it. You heard it the first time. Because uh, I can't even re- repeat that. It means a rolling stone gathers no moss. Wait, don't we have that in English? What is it? Well, I'm trying to think. Papa was a rolling stone. Wherever he laid his hat was his home, and when he died, no, all he you left know what? You us know, was alone. You know what? <laughs> that's a Jimi Hendrix lyric. That's not Jimi Hendrix. He played that song, but that's a that's a very popular song. Well, there's a song called "I'm Pretty Sure It's Highway Child." No, it's like a Rolling Stone. No, but there's also I'm like positive. The song I'm thinking of is sang by like a. It's more like a dun dun dun. Papa was a Rolling Stone. It's like one of those Motowny kind of bands, is that? A, but I, but I, I do remember uh, Jimi Hendrix like a rolling like. Yeah, I do remember he had a rendition of that. Papa, so, was so no, a, it's, okay. You're right. You're right. It's well, it was Bob Dylan like a Rolling Stone. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But that's a different song than Papa. Oh no, the Temptations. But see, hold sing up, Papa. This, by the way, that's all I'm saying. I'm out. <laughs> Okay. The Temptations think Papa was a Rolling Stone. That's what this I This is weird though. Actually, if you look up, I'm on I'm looking up the lyrics right now of Highway Child. Mm-hmm. And it literally says a Rolling Stone that gathers no moss. Oh. Well read some more of the lyrics. Let's see if you can figure this one out. Okay, hold up. All right, hold up. Let me, because, let me see here. Because I I, I, I don't think this one right is here. easy to so figure right out. So right here. Okay, here we go. The rest of the world he had longed to see. But everybody knows the boss, a rolling stone who gathers no moss. Um, I mean, the whole song's about basically like just kind of you're just kind of living free, kind of wandering, being a troubadour. Um, I don't know if that's what this means, though. Is it? I mean, it give is. That to All you. right, that was All right. that was awesome. And uh, this is why. Thank you, Jimi Hendrix. This is why we <laughs> love music so much at the Untranslatable Podcast. This is a Zulu 
untranslatable, which are idioms, sayings, proverbs. And mm-hmm. um, we solved it by means of one of the greatest American rock stars uh, known to man. Right. Um, yeah, well, what they say is someone that changes jobs a lot. Um, but I think that's essentially what all of this was getting at. It's someone that um, is kind of just rolling around with no real focus in life. And, right. And... Um, so, would, so if you get if you gathered moss, would that mean that you're acquiring like knowledge or wealth or something? No. Oh yes. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, wait. Wait. You said if you're a rolling stone. So if you're a rolling st- so if you're a rolling stone that gathers no moss, it means you're just kind of going through life. Right. Like you don't have the ability thing, right? to settle in somewhere and gather moss. Is what it is, right? Uh, and that's what I—I uh, I don't I think see. that's what you yeah, said, yeah. but I feel like that's what you meant to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. a little confused. <laughs> no, you're, you're good. <laughs> but yeah, you're I think good. that's what it's saying. It's like to like you like there's that that there's no experience on that on that rock. It's been moving around too much. It hasn't gathered. It hasn't sat in a place long enough to really get comfortable. Right. And uh, sure. some people look down on that. Some people envy that. Mm-hmm. And I think oh, the way that sure. it's said here, and I think maybe because these are also probably very more family-oriented cultures that are cultivating these uh, untranslatables, mm-hmm. is it's kind of said with a um, like not with, with almost a hint of negativity, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, this person can't settle in and, and almost like raise a family or something like that. Right. It's, it I'm seems like the that hint. might be me. I might be that rolling. I think stone it might be me too. No I'm not worried. Right. Uh, well, I'm worried. Maybe for it's my, not a bad I'm worried thing. for my family. Uh, but because <laughs> I feel like a lot of them, I mean, my, I come from, you know, a southern family. They they a lot of them probably expect I might not that my parents really push me on that. But I think there is sort of a lot of that just natu- ingrained in, in, in the in the in the culture is, uh, you know, is that uh, a wife and kids are on the way. You right. know, they don't oh, they're, they don't sure. expect it to be tomorrow. But I, it just there almost does seem like there's some sort of expectation layering. Do you feel that from your parents sometimes or does your mom even push you? I mean, you always have a girlfriend. Not, not so. really. Uh, <laughs> your mom's probably like, "Is this the well, one?" Oh, nope, never mind. Uh. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't think so. I think it's because oh, she's already got. She already has grandchildren. <laughs> Wait, does she? So, uh, yeah, my my sisters both have kids. Oh, but well, those are stepkids, though. I mean, they're still her grandchildren. Right. I, I don't want to take that away from her. <laughs> <laughs> they're still her. They still call her Oma. Oh, so they're right. definitely still. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I, don't, so I don't know the level of the. Uh, but yeah, okay. Right, but yeah. Anyways, my but last you're check. You're her. You're her little boy. You're her only. Little I'm her baby, <laughs> regardless, for sure. But anyways, my next uh, phrase is also check, and it also has to do with kind of forest, and it is, "Kadise katsilas padai toiski," which the literal translation is, "When a forest is being cut down, splinters fall." Is it almost like saying there's collateral damage? When, huh? Splinters fall. So, like, there's repercussions for your da- dangerous actions. Hit that ham horn, my man. You got it. Yeah, yeah it basically Sorry. means they're unpleasant side effects to important things. I don't think. I I, I wonder if that would translate to um, some other cultures, say cultures in. South America, we're in the Amazon forest, or in North America, in the United States, where we're not as concerned about the environment. If that sort of untranslatable, that I assume is old, it's not new, 
but it's directly translated saying that our effects, it's essentially saying our effects on the environment have long-term effects on, on and obviously you, you relate that to humans, but it's what it's saying. It's like, it comes from essentially saying if you mess with the environment, it'll mess with you back. Be careful. Right. Well, and we have an English phrase. We say you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. Right. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I guess mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. I was very focused on the environmental part that I didn't even think about. Right. Uh, yeah, about that one. It's a good one. All right. One more. And this one actually comes from, uh, I saw that you actually, oh, I'll get to, this one comes from our friend on Instagram, uh, Nicole at the ExpatCast. I saw you commented on that. But um, I, um, she had an, um, she had an untranslatable. I don't even think she knows it was an untranslatable. <laughs> but she was talking about uh, how uh, this is Zwischen den Jahren, which is German for between the mm-hmm. years. And I thought that was an interesting uh, phrase for this time of year. I'd never heard that before. And, I, and we essentially, mm-hmm. it's essentially, I mean, it's not Zwischen den Jahren for anyone listening to this, but it is for Chad and I. And it's essentially uh, the time between Christmas and New Year's because it's exactly a week and it's and it's the time between the years. So it's sort of like... When you have a a watch and it's midnight and it's like a eleven o'clock midnight and the little uh, uh, the little date on it is switching over and it's rolling over, right. that's what it feels like right. in years and that in that week in between, especially the way I've been living. Um, <laughs> oh, for sure. Where it's just like, oh, this is I'm, I'm neither I'm not really human right now. I'm just moving over, like, changing uh, my clocks. I didn't even know what day it was yesterday. <laughs> no, I haven't known what day it was for the longest time. For the longest time. So um, <laughs> in this Vision in Yachin time times, uh, it is good to reflect. And, you know, we hope you had a good uh, Christmas. We hope you had a good Boxing Day. Uh, hope you have a good New Year's. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I love Boxing Day. Favorite day of the year. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Do you, actually, do you know what Boxing Day is? Yeah, they celebrated in Austria. Oh. So all the shops were closed when we were there. They were closed well, on the... 24th after 1 o'clock, the 25th and the 26th. So we had to be very selective with our grocery shopping. I think some countries would argue that that's not a proper, and let me actually rephrase that. Some countries would say that that's not a proper Boxing Day. <laughs> okay. And I say that because, uh, well, first of all, Boxing Day, apparently it, it comes from like- it started um, by the British. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of British settled countries like Canada- or um, Australia, New Zealand, Australia, 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 Australia. So why did it sound weird when I said that? Australia, Mike. Uh, New Zealand celebrate Boxing Day, and from what I've read, um, uh, one step above meme news, which is um, Wikipedia, is that Boxing Day <laughs> is usually a like it is a public holiday or quote unquote banking holiday, but it's also uh, like almost like the British version of. Uh, um, Black Friday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because it's the day after all the holidays are over until next year. I'm never that prepared to buy people Christmas gifts the day after Christmas. That's the last thing right. I'm thinking about. Oh, for sure. I heard though that Boxing Day also had to do with that the Brits just wanted another holiday. They wanted to be able to stretch <laughs> it out. Those lazy English. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that true? Where'd you hear that from? Um. I don't know why I asked you that. I couldn't I, honestly, tell you. I don't know why I asked you that because it's what, <laughs> what answer? What, what was the answer I was looking for there? I mean, the answer would have been Google. Um, so it is a banking holiday, which I guess it makes sense by the very nature that it's a banking holiday because banking holiday that's not like some sort of national independence or anything like that. 
banking holidays are more or less just decided upon. So I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, so as we're in the uh, as we're swishing Dunyachlin, do you have any? Um, I mean, your Christmas is over. I hope it was good. I hope Santa was good to you. Did we talk about that last episode? Was our we, last episode we, after or before Christmas? It was before Christmas, wasn't it? I think it was before. Okay. When was Christmas? <laughs> wow, we haven't talked about it in a while. How was your Christmas? Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> Christmas is good, man. I didn't have him brought that up because I thought we already talked about that. I don't think I don't think we did. Well let's let's well let's start by recapping your uh your your weekend um in Austria. Oh oh man, that's that's well, a tough one. I, I, no, it was, I guess I mean because It'll it'll get to Christmas eventually. Well, we don't have to recap it. Well, at least well, just we can we can recap some of it and talk about some Christmas. things, some highlights, some personal highlights. Right. So so um, we celebrated Christmas in Vienna. Didn't have a tree, which was a little <laughs> strange. Obviously, we didn't have a tree. We're not going to bring bring a tree with us. I mean, you could. But, you I know, mean, you did have an apartment. I guess technically you could have, but you couldn't really. Uh, I guess. Um, Dress it up. Would what have been call difficult. It? We we joked we joked around Decorous. that uh, right. We joked around that uh, when we were in Prague, there was actually like a Christmas tree uh, lot right by our apartment. Um, you could have gotten one of those so, like uh, peanuts Christmas trees, those little stumpy ones. Right. <laughs> hey, right. can we get the top of like that one rotting Christmas tree back there? <laughs> exactly. So you spent but Christmas yeah, so, in Vienna. Mm-hmm. Yep, which was amazing. Um, were gifts exchanged? Definitely. Oh yeah, of course. I got my mom. Uh, my mom loves candles, so I got her. She got told me get her right something here. small, uh, because obviously they gotta haul it all the way back to the states, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So got her a candle. Uh, it was a, a cinnamon vanilla candle that smells kind of like these tasty Czech Christmas cookies we've been devouring the last week. It's make me a little hungry. So that was good, uh, right? I wish I had some uh, Indian no food and some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, so I got her that. And then um, what else did I get her? Got her like a couple little things. I don't even remember now. Um, I also got my parents a bottle of wine, but they don't want to take that back because it's heavy. So we're going to enjoy that as a, as a family one of these days. So that'll be good. New Year's. I got my dad right. Well, we got champagne for New Year's. Okay. Are you just, okay, we'll get to that. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> right. Um, and then I got my dad a uh, a really cool Prague T-shirt. Was gonna get him a Prague drinking team T-shirt because they're all over Prague. <laughs> but, uh, but he I never decided my dad. He I think he'd wear it outside. But, uh, well, I mean, he doesn't leave the house that much, anyways. <laughs> um, so he doesn't. <laughs> he goes grocery shopping. And he goes and plays table tennis. That's that's you know, and he goes to work. That's that's about I was it. Say, does he have a job? <laughs> I guess I mean, he's not worried about the work, though, I guess. Well, in a couple of weeks, actually, he'll be retiring. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, so that's pretty sweet. But yeah, so that's I just got them a couple little things. I also I have it here at my apartment, but we're going to do it also for New Year's. I can show you, Jared. It is... So the... the oops, sorry. The check is... Um, Vanochni Liti Olova. And these are traditional Czech... They're, it's iron... That you you melt it in a spoon, you put it in water, and then you what? put the you put the iron in the water, and then you you when it hardens, you pull it out, and you try to guess what the shapes are, what they represent for the new year. So it's like a Rorschach test for the new year. That's right. So you're taking pictures of these, right? Oh, I will. Okay, <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, yeah, I have I to see this. Right. So is this like a Czech tradition of some sort? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and they do it in some parts of Germany, I read, as Jesus. well. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, well, that... they do have Jesus. That's who you think brings them presents. They don't have Santa Claus. Oh, right. They have, uh, they have um, Yezhishek. Right. Baby yeah, Jesus. I'm so confused by, by what's going on over there. <laughs> right. Uh, but I guess but if, yeah, if but you Christmas don't... in Vienna was good, though. Okay. What, what was, uh, did you, like, um, stay in? You didn't go anywhere or anything? I guess you had to have dinner somewhere. Do you have a nice dinner? We stayed in. We, we ate at this really nice Italian place that was, like, right down the street from our apartment, which was delicious. That's the good thing about, a um, like, a big enough city, too, is that uh, even on Christmas, you'll find quality restaurants open. Because that's probably harder to find in Kumata, for example. Right. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm not sure what was open here, if anything was open. Right. Um, so we got some really good... Italian food for Christmas, probably not your typical, you know, Czechs usually will no have carp. carp. Yeah. No carp. Do the Austrians but, uh, not do that? The carp? Because the Germans th- do that I too, the, don't they? I, th- I think the Austrians might also do fish as well, I would imagine. But I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, it was really good, man. It was really enjoyable, really relaxing. I, I would say fairly low stress. The reason why I say fairly low stress is, you know, sometimes it's a little stressful when you're when you're traveling with your family and like, I want to make sure they're having a good time Mm -hmm. and enjoying it. And I put a lot of that, you know, up on my shoulders Mm -hmm. and I feel like if I didn't worry about it as much, it'd probably be less stressful, but that's why I I make sure. That's Mm -hmm. why I don't like being a tour guide. It's because I I do the, I do the, I do the same thing where it's like, I feel responsible for their, uh, for their trip. And uh, it's just so much pressure. But you actually exactly. take it and run and grab it by the bulls and uh, <laughs> I, I try to the world's to. greatest tour guide. I try to. I hide. But but this, I've had an amazing time with my parents and I love them to death. But this has tested my patience a little bit because as we've mentioned, you know, my parents are older and it takes them a while to get around, you know. Um, and so I always like start walking and then I look and they're, you know, like five, ten paces back behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always got a plan five or ten extra minutes if we're walking somewhere than what it would usually take me. Yeah. When you walk like on pace with them, at least does it almost feel like you're, at least for me, it almost feels like I'm mocking my parents, you know? <laughs> like I'm bit. walking so slow that to me it almost, like like this is not even real. Like I feel like I'm, right. where it's like, you, you know, you take like those, like, you know, like it's almost like a cartoon when they're sneaking around uh, like a place. Where it's like you're taking those like, sl- like almost intentionally slow steps, and uh, I get that. I mean, I get that, and, and I think spending that amount of time, like the older you get in general, and this is it, it just gets hard to spend that amount of time with family. No matter how good your relationship is with your family, right. I would assume. I mean, I don't know how ever. I don't know everyone's situation, but I gotta assume that if you have lived, especially if you've lived alone for a long enough time, uh, or at least alone meaning uh, 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 not in your parents' house, let's put it that way, um, right. for a long enough time, it, it, it it's definitely an adjustment spending, I mean, what, two weeks with them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, for sure. And, 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 and feeling a slight bit responsible for them, adding on top of that. Because, you know, when you're at home, uh, you know, with just a normal Christmas in Michigan, you don't really feel responsible for them in their own home. They can handle, you know, handle themselves. Right, it, exactly. So I got to make sure that you know the food they're getting, they like. Um, they're do they're doing the activities they but like see, to do. I, I, when you say this, I almost feel like I need to stick up for your parents in a way and 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 make it 
make it clear to the audience that your parents are perfectly capable people. Like, yeah, they're, oh, for sure. they're older in the sense that they're older, but they're not like they're not. You don't. You're not helping your mom walk. Like you're not holding your mom as right. she crosses well, the right. street. <laughs> sure, right, hundred percent. Your dad's I, not I in a wheelchair. Right, but the other thing is, it's funny you mention that because my parents are capable. I've I've been getting a little frustrated when they they ask me to do all sorts of things. Like my mom will go to the, my mom will go to the ATM and she'll be like, "Help me with the ATM," and I'm like. You're in your 60s. You know how to work an ATM. <laughs> like, why Why do you got to, you know, why, why do you need to right. act? You know, I get, I get that she English. doesn't want it. Ex- exactly. Like, I get that you don't want to accidentally hit check and then, like, withdraw, you $6 know. $6 million. <laughs> ex- exactly. I, to- I totally get that. But, like, it's, it's stuff that she'll ask me to do like that where I'm kind of like, you know, like, right. I- I'm happy to help you. But when you do it for, you know, two weeks... Yeah. Eventually, it gets a little old, you know. And, and like I said, I love my parents. I'm really trying to not complain. No, I I, I understand that. And, and I I've been in situations like that with with uh, family or or not even just family though. With it like because once again, this is not fully and like a uh like a reflection on their age. It's more just a reflection on that feeling that that necessity to take care of people and being on and and them right. being on vacation, but sort of right. that sense of like um. Where it's like you go into it being like, all right, I I recognize this is we're on vacation for one. They're especially mm-hmm. on vacation, not just me. They're especially on vacation. Right. Uh, me being you is what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. You you know it's Christmas time. You don't like you don't want to argue. You don't want to bicker about stuff. You want to be helpful because you you want your parents mm-hmm. to have a good time. And so like I've gone into a lot of situations like that where it's like, all right. Yeah, like I know that there are certain things that this person's gonna do might sometimes bother me, but like mm-hmm. I'm on vacation and I want them to have a good time, and it's not all these things aren't a big enough deal to actually worry about. So just let it go and just right. be helpful. And those are always things where it's like oh, that's way easier said than done. Where it's like I always oh, there's so sure. many instances where I've gone and where it's like just don't be you right now, and right. be helpful and just be friendly and 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 like it's a short exactly. amount of time. Exactly. And, but once you start hit two weeks, it's it, it can get tough. Well, and the other thing is like, we we went to go exchange our train tickets um, because we were leaving at a later date, and my mom's like, "Can you go up to the counter and talk to him?" And I'm like, "What do you like?" <laughs> I can sure, and I did, <laughs> but it's like it's like you've booked tons of trips before I ever came to Europe, right? You know, and and I you know I just. I don't mind helping them, but it's like the fact that they ask me to do things a lot that I know that they can do and they would have no problem doing. Right. You know? Yeah, I and, totally and, understand that. Right. And so so it's been great being able to spend time with them, but I think just the the small necessities of travel where booking stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, and my mom, my mom likes to really be on top of things and she'll ask me billions of questions and half of them I don't know the answers to. <laughs> like like we booked a we booked a train back from Vienna to uh to Prague and it was a train I had never been on and she asked me like 20 questions about the train and I'm like mom I have no idea and I have been telling you I don't know the last 10 questions why do you think the next other 10 are going to be any different right. when I've never been on this train like she said well w- will we store our luggage over like on top will there be like a separate like a little luggage like rack and I'm like, mom, I've never been on this train. I don't know. And then she was like, so, so do you think we'll have to put like our luggage in one spot and our other? And I'm like, 
I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. And just the amount of times while they've been here that I have had to tell them I don't know. Right. It, it draws on your on your sanity a little bit. And no, it makes I, me I, feel really stupid, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get that. I get that. Where it's like, one, I don't know. And two, the fact that I don't know is fine. Like, like, like right. it's right. okay. But... um. Yeah, oh man, I've so been there. Like I, I don't even. I, I've so been there, and and it's 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 it, it's it's a test of patience, and I think it's a. Mm-hmm. It's also just a reflection on that weird stage we're in, where it's like, our parents are st- still have this urge to be our parents, but also we're getting to the age where we have to like take control of things, you know, and like right. be adults. Oh, like sure. we're adults now, so we have to. Do adult shit where you can't just give everything to your parents and be like, "Well, they got right. it." Or, and it's just the, right. the weird in between between stage, and it, it, it can definitely be rough. It's kind of like that weird between the year stage, you know? I would, <laughs> I would, yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. It's that quarter life part of the quarter life crisis, I guess they call it. Right. <laughs> right. I would. I hate using that, by the way. I would never. Um, I would never recommend a two week vacation with with like with with within my own family. That that's that sounds like too much. It just sounds like way too much. Like I like, and I, this is a different ex, uh, situation that you're in because of you know you living there. But if I was just going on like a vacation, two weeks is a long time. I was, um, you know, when I was in Tanzania, uh, which was my last sort of big vacation I went on, which was mm-hmm. a long time ago now, uh, like over a year ago. But um, it was about um, a week and a half, and. It was a little less, I mean, it was a little less stressful in that sense that you talked about because, um, because, um, we, no one, we all knew that no one knew anything. <laughs> like, like, right. what are my parents going to ask right. me? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> we're in, we're in Mbaya, Tanzania. I I don't know. It's always going to be the answer. But there is right. still, there is still that sort of like parenting thing where that gets kind of old. Where it's like, where it's like, I understand where it, it was reverted a little too much. Where it's like, oh, dude, how's this or what's that or, and it's just like, it's just like, it's okay. Don't, don't, you don't have to concern yourself this much. Like, it's okay. Right. I, I can. I and it's and it's been great. It's and I've been really at the same time. I guess. I don't right. Know. Oh, for sure. It's it's been great, and I'm happy that I've been able to show my parents around, especially the Czech Republic, where they've never been, mm-hmm. which has been really awesome. But yeah, I mean, I guess it's just all the questions. And and there have been quite a few times too where I've told either of my parents something, and then ten minutes later they ask me maybe not the same question but a question along the same vein, and I'm like I you know I've I've given you the answer to this you know why <laughs> why, why why are you asking me that it's basically the same question worded in a different way you right know? right and like I just kind of want to tell them like it's all good I will take care of it. Do, you know, don't worry about it. Like you know, yeah. Question: Does I, that work? I get why though? they ask questions. I, I, I feel that no. way too sometimes. Of course it doesn't. But then when you do that, it does. Like I've tried that too. But I think usually when I try that, it's out of more out of frustration. So right. maybe it comes off more like patronizing or something like and that. And condescending where, where, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah where yeah. it's like just shut up and let me do it. Sort of <laughs> kind right. of comes off. Or maybe I don't say it right. that directly, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Where it's like just let me do it. And it's like don't worry. But I, but all you really want to say is like like don't worry about it like like i can guarantee you that we'll be fine like like i don't exactly. know the answer but i know that we'll be fine but does that work right. i don't think that works probably not probably i mean not. I'm, I'm just that's not i feel like that doesn't, right. just doesn't really fit with right. human nature 
Probably not, but it's been a great simple. time. And we've been able to enjoy Christmas together and we'll have New Year's. I'm sure my parents will only last until like 10 or 11 o'clock. <laughs> and then I might, I might go... Uh, Wake them up at 11.58. Right. That's right. Um, Would you say you yeah, might go and there where? There should be fireworks here. I might, yeah, I might go to a bar. I think okay. there's only a couple bars here that will even be open. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that should be fun. A couple of my students might be there, so that'll be interesting. Um, so oh, I gotta, yeah. gotta, gotta behave, you know. Lay low. I um. That's, that's right. I don't really have any New Year's plans, but there's nothing. There's no year New Year's celebration that I've been to that's been completely what I've won. And I and uh and uh, not to say I'm not bougie. I'm not high maintenance. <laughs> right. Uh, but it, it like New Year's is definitely one of the most overrated days of the year or New Year's Eve. Yeah, I, guess. I agree. I agree. Um, I've done one of my favorites that I've done, and I've done this two or three times i think two times is my sister has a friend um that lives in state college and um which is where penn state is and so it's about three hours from me and her parents uh are these are super rich and so they have this i guess you call it a mansion it's not full-on mansion but it's definitely not a small house like it's a it's a substantial house okay and uh the parents are never there because they have like four houses um, and so Must it's just, be nice. um, <laughs> so it's just a bunch of my sister's friends and, um, and me and all my sister or not all, but some of my sister's friends are great cooks. So there's always amazing food. Like one year there were dumplings and that were insane. And oh, then they nice. had like this, uh, pulled pork, uh, like, like tacos that there was sort of a buffet situation that was great a year before that. So the food's always killer. The people are nice, but there is always kind of the sense that like, like not that they don't not that I they don't not that they have a problem with me being there, but that, that I don't belong. You know, where it's like these are not my friends. Okay. It's like I like I'm I like I'm always just like Jared's or excuse me, Brittany's brother here, and it's just like I mean it's nice and it's a good time and it's nice to chill, but like like I'm not really partying like I actually would if I were with people I'm familiar with. I've also right. done the bar. It's terrible. Not ideal. It's not terrible. Ideal. And my stupid friend Don promised me he's like oh no we 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 i know this place uh we got a table so we'll definitely uh have a place to sit down walked in there immediately didn't have a place to sit down my favorite part of that new year's was all the parts leading up to it where we went out to this nice dinner and then mm-hmm. we had like a pregame at a friend's house uh and once again these are don's friends so they were closer okay. to my friends because some of them are from college but still weren't really my friends <laughs> Um, right. So I don't know what I'm and I, oh and then I went to a party around the corner last year at one of my friends' houses, which uh, which was kind of nice because oh, it was nice. so close. But um, so I don't really have any uh, uh, New Year's um, plans. Um, as I and I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but uh, there's also the obviously the uh, our uh, New Year's we spent together in Chicago. <laughs> that was a with wild my year. with one of my I was cousins. I was gonna ask you where that one ranked. <laughs> well, I was just curious. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, um, uh, it was probably one of the the best because it was just you and I hanging out. For for those of you guys, uh, we're I'll keep it vague, but my cousin was also with us. He got uh, a little too intoxicated, and yep. um, it was me, me <laughs> Chad, and it was me Chad what and my this? cousin. What is this? <laughs> it was me Chad and my cousin. <laughs> And we were going in a taxi going to a bar and um which would have been just as packed as all those other bars. It was definitely would have right. been a packed concoction. So for all I know, I probably it's probably a blessing in disguise for me. But my cousin threw up in the in a taxi and the taxi driver was not pleased for, you know, obvious reasons. <laughs> um, I, I could not believe though the, the highlight of that though oh was God. Jared's response. Do you remember what she said to the cab driver? 
Uh, yeah, I do, which I regret. I, I was trying. I was, was trying so hard not me, to but, laugh. Um, I was trying so hard not yeah, to laugh. Well, and my, Jared goes. So me and my cousin were sitting in the back seat, and you were in the front seat. And uh, you tried to convince me to sit in the back seat in between you guys. Yeah. Oh and man. Now it's like I'm so glad I. I didn't. wish you did. You would have taken some of that <laughs> spillover. I would have taken all the heat, dude. All of it. Oh god. It even hit the taxi driver, by the way, on the back. Anyway, uh, yeah. Yep. So uh, what I said was, um, so the taxi driver was driving down the street at this happened, and it was a rough drive. I mean, it's, we were in Chicago. My mom lived in Chicago at the time. It was like a blizzard, and it was snowing out, and we were in a Prius taxi that was. This dude clearly was a professional because he was not going slow. I wasn't about to throw up, but it was definitely making me a little dizzy. I'm like, all right, bro, like, relax. Right. It's like a little dizzy right. slash uneasy. And I just looked over at my cousin. He had that, I mean, anyone that's been around drunk people before has seen this look. It, it's, it's. I mean, I, I mentioned the look when I was on the road again in Ann Arbor. I saw it on that guy that was shotgunning right. beers from a, right. from across the street in a car. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. like, that guy's about to throw up. <laughs> uh-huh. And my cousin had that exact look that I'm about to throw up look. And he threw up in the taxi. There was nothing we can do about it. We were on like a pretty, we were on Lakeshore Drive, which is a major Chicago street. You can't just pull mm-hmm. over. Um, and we uh, went back and 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 Chris was both embarrassed and uh, pretty intoxicated, and he went to bed. And Chad and I just hung out at my mom's place and had a lot. I had a lot of fun with you, buddy. That was a great night. It was. And we just forgot to mention. Hung out and you forgot to. You forgot to oh. mention what you said to the cab did, driver. Yeah. So, 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 so let me. So let me tell. <laughs> totally let me tell that. this. So so I'm. Let me tell this from my perspective. So I'm sitting in the passenger seat next to the cab driver, and uh, and I, I hear something in the back. And I look over, and and yeah, Chris just had that look on his face, like ga- game over, right? And and then he just projectiled all over the cab, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and I remember the cab driver going, "What, what is these? What is these?" <laughs> and J- and Jared goes, and I was trying so hard not to laugh after he puked initially because it was just such a crazy situation, right? I think it was more of like a nervous laugh, <laughs> right? Like, but oh then, God, but then the guy asks, "What is this?" And Jared goes. Have you seen Pulp Fiction? The guy's like, yes. And the fact that he like, said yes is hilarious, though, but that right? in itself is hilarious. What if he would have said no? What would you have even <laughs> Dude, said? I don't like, know. I was drunk, too. Just not that drunk. Right. Um, <laughs> right. But but he was... But anyway, so he was like, yes, I've seen Pulp Fiction. And Jared, Jared, Jared was like... Jared was like, it's like that. It's like the car scene, but instead of uh, blood, it's puke. <laughs> and I think oh, man. I think that worked as far as explaining it because he did not. He seemed sh- like shocked almost when I said that. <laughs> right. I think it worked, but I mean, worked in explaining a terrible situation. But um, that might have been one of my favorite, most memorable, and um, the best probably way that I'd like to. I, my ideal way to spend it would be at home, at a house party. Excuse me, but with my friends. All, all the house oh, parties I've been to for New Year's have been friends of friends parties, or parties. But it's all it's it's most it's never been like my friends. It's always been like Bro, that person. One day we friends. gotta throw our own New Year's house party. Yeah, we're always in the right place though. That's the thing. That's true. Makes it more difficult. That'd be great though. That that would be a lot of fun. It would be our college be a buddies. Blast. But yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, I'm I'm kind of excited though to see what. New Year's this year has in store because I don't really have any expectations. I feel like whenever you go into anything with low expectations or no expectations, you're going to have a good time. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can you say that about a whole year? You're gonna, gonna no, have a good no, time. I, I, I definitely, I'm definitely gonna have <laughs> expectations and goals for this new year, but uh, but not for New Year's Eve. At least. Do you want to we'll see? Do you want to share some of those expectations and goals for for 2019? Yeah, I'll start by saying this, um, and then we'll get to that. First of all, uh, 2020 seems like a big deal in comparison. Like it, that seems kind of like a big it's deal true. to me for some reason. Bigger deal than 2010 was, and then also every year that 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 proceeds feels like a uh, more like y2k than the actual year 2000 right. did. that's fair <laughs> bro can we bring back the roaring 20s <laughs> i i'm gonna pass hard pass for the black guy on the podcast uh, oh that's fair <laughs> okay that, i didn't even think about that shit You're right okay can we can we can i'd we love to go back to sharecropping that sounds like a great time. can we can we create a woke <laughs> updated version of the roaring 20s well we could but i mean that almost feels like what we're in right now to a certain extent i mean socially okay. for, it's not as good but we're, i think we're in a roaring 20 in the sense that and you know listen this is not planet money but as far as um our life cycle of economies goes uh, both, um, both with real estate and with, I think, just like, um, like the strength of our economy is at is is at a bursting point, and 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 usually as economic cycles go, we're overdue mm-hmm. for a recession and or depression. So, careful right. what you wish for, Chad, because um, that's true. That's we're true. due for uh for a for a good 1928 style roaring 20s <laughs> oh god oh god let's hope not let's hope not anyways let's get let's get to these goals and expectations yeah so one of one of my very obvious goals or i would think would be obvious for you and our listeners out there is obviously improve my check to the point where i can have a very basic conversation it's slowly getting there mm-hmm. and actually i've been flexing my check skills since my parents got here so that's been kind of fun have they've taken note Oh yeah, that feels parents... good for other people to uh, appreciate it because David won't oh, appreciate yeah. it because he's better than you, according to you. I don't, I don't know. Right, I, I would say he's definitely okay. better. He he also, as I said, spends more time on it. But anyways, um, well, like there have been a lot of times where I've translated some random phrases or words, and also like help them out, order stuff or whatever, and uh, and so so that has kind of. I guess, kind of, you know, shown a small light into my slowly improving check skills, you know? Um, But yeah, so that's my first, my first goal is just to improve my check to the point where I can have basic conversations. Makes sense. Um, Exactly. Um, And then, uh, yeah, well, here, that's one of mine. What's one of yours? (laughs) This podcast ain't all about me. Well, my goal is... um to one, do a Europe trip for in 2018, 19, 2019. That would be a goal, and I, I would like to ideally, and this goes back to Chad being a terrible planner. I would like to uh, <laughs> plan it around, you know, basing myself in in Kumatov with you, and then maybe you and I could go to a couple places and hang out. Because I think be sweet. that kind of ties into one of my other ones, which would be um, constantly improving the podcast. Like, like that's. An ongoing thing, but but like, uh, I don't know. I think we're good, and you know, it's it's incremental. For example, have you guys noticed that there's no longer any squeaking? That's right. I got a different chair. Oh, nice. It's these small little things. Nice. <laughs> um. So um, so uh, yeah. So like uh, I think a big one for me is to do the Europe trip, and I would, and it's, and I, I've talked about a lot, um, often on the podcast that. Since I've been back, 
uh, from Germany and other than studying abroad. I've had I've haven't I haven't gone abroad until I went to recently went to Tanzania and it's just like which is which was ten years later, and so what I was getting is just like I, like I never you like I really have to make take make the financial and time mm-hmm. investment to oh, do for it sure. because it's 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 going to be a it's going to be taxing on both my uh, available vacation time and I get pretty good vacation and it's going to be taxing on my on my bank account but but I think that. That like in my head, I, like I'm save, like like I'm constantly saving for it, and it's like you just gotta freaking do it at some point because like you can say you're like I could save forever and 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 never be in the right place where I'm ready to drop say a thousand dollars. Like I'll never be right. <laughs> ready to uh, to drop a thousand dollars. But I think yeah. if I, it's easy to do if you just you meaning me just prioritize it. And I'm going to exactly. And how many how many times will you have a free place to stay for as long exactly. as you want? Exactly, that'll be a big. That'll be you. Be, you being there is obviously a big helping fa- should or should be a big helping factor because one, um, I you know I'll have a place to stay there, and two, it'll be cheaper if we travel to say Berlin or Vienna or something. Right, it'll be cheaper right. to find a place there because we can split it. And there's some great places around here as well. Um, I'm just trying to make this more attractive so you get over here. <laughs> yeah, this is turning yeah. into a, a trip preparation. Right. Um, how long? My, when do my you officially? Your, when's your official leave? like end of your July, time? July, beginning of July. But you're going to spend like a, a couple of weeks there after that. Well, we'll see. I'm, right. I'm thinking maybe not because uh, my income won't be coming in right. anymore. So at least for my own sake, mm-hmm. plan a trip before July if I want to do exactly, that. exactly. Um, but who knows? We'll, we'll see. I'll talk to you more about it in, in a few months when I have a better idea of my finances and everything. But, um, you know, because we've all the money we get from our podcast, we invest back into the we'll podcast. See, but that's what so you're I saying right now, that. though. We'll talk in a few months. But I need to buy a ticket now for the that's fair. flight in that's a few fair. months. We'll talk off right, air, we'll, though. We'll t- we'll, yeah, we'll, <laughs> but we'll that, talk, is, we'll that is a legitimate goal. And, I, and, and, you know, we've talked about it, but I think it would be so, like, it is so exciting for me. For us to have a podcast face to face, I think oh, for I'm just. Sure. Like, I, I think that energy would be uh, a lot of fun, and and then um, I'm just gonna have to move to Philly. Is what's gonna happen? <laughs> that would be awesome. And, and that'd be pretty uh, sweet. Yeah, I think we could fit two people in my Harry Potter closet. <laughs> <laughs> we can sit cross legged, cross legged on the floor if we have to. Although I did just burn myself on a lamp trying to move around in here before we started <laughs> recording. Uh, so uh, be careful. Uh, right. so what else? Do you have anything else? Yeah, absolutely. My other one, and this one, it's hard to put a time stamp on it, but my other goal is to find some type of employment in in the near future. Um, I'm going to be applying to to schools and universities all over the United States, in Europe, all over the place because I have no idea where life is going to take me. And my goal is to just try to weigh my options and pick. Ideally, I, I would like to think of myself as like a like a free agent for a sports team. <laughs> and I get all these offers and I pick the best one. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It may it may not, you know, end up that way, but at least a man can dream, you know? So that's another goal of mine is to um, find a job or find some, uh, some type of employment. Um, and y'all have heard it here first. I've also been toying with the idea of opening up an online teaching business. Ooh. Bring so, some more listeners our way, baby. That's right. That's, that's all right. I care about. That's right. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. a big deal in your own personal career. I'm like, yeah, bring those listeners over. <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> that would be up really all cool. The accounts. It um, would be. It, what, have you have you actually thought about what goes into that thing? I mean, 
like, I, like I have. obviously but, you but found I'm out not, what goes I'm into gonna, it, but like what you I'm would have to put I'm not going to share too much on it on the air because I don't want to give too much away because there are some things in the works. But uh, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff I'm going to have to learn. First. Right. I'm going to have to learn in terms of the technological side of things. Well, and um, I don't, I could hire somebody, but I would rather try to figure out all this stuff myself. Uh, I understand that. I mean, as someone that does all the editing and stuff for this podcast, I, I understand the the want and mm-hmm. to, to do it on your own. And it, and it gives you that sort of extra little bit of creativity that I think is missed when you just hire hire it out. And right. I think that that, is, that doesn't go unnoticed. Oh, for sure. And, and I will say this. I think this is a lofty goal and maybe not even a goal for 2019. And I can help you too, by the way. Right. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, the, the other goal I have within maybe even not 2019, but 2020, 2022, who knows, is eventually I would like to learn enough about um, doing stuff you know online where I have a lot more financial freedom and also oh, geographic man. freedom. Dude, that's such a and, and <laughs> that's such a big investment, uh, not just <laughs> financially, but also uh, like um, intellectually and edu- like you have to teach yourself right. so much. Oh, for and sure. And you have to, and it takes, but it's, it's this. There are so many small steps that can really set you up to just have a simpler older life like for example right. I have a 401k and even, that's the bare minimum i don't pay little attention right. to, to it right and i don't even have that yet yeah and, and i want to get that stuff because yeah. i don't want to work until i'm in my like mid 70s and like well and the, and the numbers and, and you know the way compound interest works the numbers between starting a 401k at say 23 like i did or 22 like i did versus 20 or versus 33 for example, right. that's oh, it's tens a huge of, difference. That's hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Or maybe tens of thousands, but it's a right. lot of money. Like, just it, it, it can really like it's just all about time is is more than anything. But you can also be uh, way more proactive than that as far as investing goes. My dad is a is an investor and he's good at investing, and um, like I, I want to ask him for advice, and I've kind of half asked asked him for advice. But the thing about it is, is I, I think um, what I want more than advice is for him to be my own personal financial oh, uh, sure. planner and just invest right. it for me. Because it, even me asking for advice, it still requires so much, like l- learning and effort out of my own time. And I think that's the right. problem. <laughs> but that leads right. That leads to another goal of mine, and I'm sure it's a go- goal of yours as well, is just to to learn a lot more in 2019. I feel like you mm-hmm. and I both, we've learned a lot through this podcast through you know for you piano for me guitar mm-hmm. you know there's a lot we've we've been learning um and i just hope we continue to learn a lot more every day you know yeah. i know it sounds cheesy i know it sounds corny but it's true you know i would i would love to be like 30 in a few years and have people be like he's a smart guy you know what i mean <laughs> yeah because no one's saying that now um <laughs> <laughs> not yet we're getting there slowly but i know what you mean and and you know i've never really thought about it that way but over the past, it's, maybe it's not a year-by-year year thing, but I would like it to be. But I, I've sort of had big things that I'm proud of each year. Like, as you said, piano, I'm proud of this. And mm-hmm. these are, you know, within different years. I did started these in different years. But, like, I like the idea of sort of acquiring some sort of new skill or some sort of new hobby every year. And maybe not every year, but at least if I'm not going to acquire something new every year, having something that I can show for that I'm proud of with this 
and I'm not going to say mm-hmm. or, because I'd rather it be and, piano, mm-hmm. that I can be like, wow, it's crazy to think that just a year ago we were, I was only playing this, or we only had this many listeners, and now look at us. Like, that right. is something that um, that I'm really focusing on. And as I've mentioned earlier, this stuff is not really about, like, like, New Year's gives us a chance to reflect on this stuff, but this is stuff that should be consistent throughout the year. And I think that I agree. I just want to. The only reason I say that is because I think that um, we've been uh, like all this podcast stuff that I say I want to do. I think we've started on that, but I think it's more continuing the consistency. I'm proud that we've never skipped an episode. That's kind of impressive. You know, we listen to all these uh, podcasts, but in in Svishend and Yachin taken off. We don't take off. Hashtag no days off, baby. (laughs) <laughs> Hashtag grinding our day. That's right. And so, like, we do I, it for you people. I, I, I think that there's something to that consistency, and I think even more than seeing uh, the growth immediately in whatever it is, whether it's the piano or not, I think there is something to just the consistency and 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 doing something longer and better than other people. I think I think that's a lot of success, and people right. lose track of that, especially in this millennial social media age we live in. (laughs) Well, I think the other thing is people, we have such short attention spans because everything's just right at our fingertips. You know what I mean? Right, right. But the the last thing that I want to mention about like hopefully coming into the new year um, is, oh shoot, I'm starting to lose my train of thought. Crap. Um, Consistency. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Growth. Um, Adding keep, keep something saying, new, keep going. To, um, keep, hobbies, um, learning, educating oneself. I lost it. I lost it. Must have not been that good of an idea. I guess. You know, if I lost also it one like thing that. I've always talked about, and this is not even on my list or anything, it just just came to my head. For years and years and years, meaning like a year or two, I've been saying that I want to do yoga and or meditate, and mm-hmm. I think. Um, well, I don't think. I'm someone that um, spends, I'd say, and I wish I was exaggerating, 90% of my awake time, mm-hmm. either with headphones in or listening to something, not rarely even watching stuff. I mean, unless it's a podcast, but it, that means I'm doing something else in the background. Right. But like, I spend so much of my time with headphones on or just listening to something. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that, really. Um I learn a lot. I love that. I love listening mm-hmm. to podcasts all day. I don't even have a problem with that. But I think there is something for allowing myself, even if it's just like 10 minutes before I go to bed or 10 minutes when I wake up, to just sit there in silence and whether it's while I'm stretching or while I'm just sitting there not doing anything, just to like clear my just clear my mind because I, I literally fall asleep to podcast on sleep with my with a sleep timer. Right. So like I, just, I, just I, no silence ever. Right. I remember I remember my thought now. My other the other thing that I would like to continue to do and improve on even more in 2019 is getting out of my comfort zone. You know, this You're good I got to be though. honest with you. What you know, man, I think I make it look on the well, outside I think I make it look easier than it is for me mentally like I I've been so fortunate and so lucky and I'll even say it. I feel like I've been in a lot of ways, really blessed mm-hmm. whether, whether or not, you know, Praise it's the Lord. Jesus Christ or, 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 <laughs> or whatever it is. I, you know, I'm just very fortunate and I'm very lucky, you know, obviously I've worked hard for these things as well, but mm-hmm. uh, moving to the Czech Republic, going to a place where I don't know anybody, 
Uh, I don't really know the language at all. Um, you know, it, it really has made me think a lot differently about myself. It's made me mature a lot more. And I want to continue to try to push the envelope and go even more out of my comfort zone. In a couple of ways, I want to get, I want to hit the gym even harder. I want to learn a lot more music on guitar and hopefully start performing places again. After mm-hmm. I sent you all those pictures of me at my senior recital, it made me think like, man, I really miss playing music for people. Like just seeing the joy that your music can bring to other people. And some of that I think is because it's just easier for me to sit on my couch here in my apartment and play guitar for hours. Mm Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter. You know, if I make a mistake, who cares, right? Right. You're not actually, you're you're keeping it up. You're not losing it per se, but you're not actually sharpening any talent or anything. Exactly. You're just, exactly. You're just playing stuff you know. You're not challenging yourself. I assume that's what you're saying. I don't know. Is that what you're saying? No, no. I I would agree. Okay. And And I have to say, I hope not only you and I will have a good 2019 and we'll continue to go out of our comfort zone, improve our podcast, improve ourselves. I really hope that all of our listeners out there do as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope, I hope, obviously, some of that comes from listening to our podcast and enjoying it. Um, but also, uh, you know, taking time to do things that they want and try new things. I think you can't get out of your comfort zone unless you try new things, whether that be a different food. Or for me, maybe I need to try to cook more. That would really put me out of my <laughs> yeah. comfort zone, dude. You know, when, uh, when if I or when I come to visit you, let's mark that on the calendar. We'll do a podcast about cooking abroad. Sounds good. And Sounds uh, we'll good. cook something. Sweet. We'll go to the grocery store, buy I'm groceries, and cook it. something. That would be fun. Right. And another thing too about um, going out of your comfort zone is, as I mentioned, listening to new music. And I gotta tell you, man. You have given me some great new music through this podcast, you, dude. and uh, let's talk about our song of the pod for today. Yeah, so this one is uh, this one's a lot of fun. So this one is oh, just kicked my freaking! Uh, I forgot I was in a different chair. <laughs> I almost just knocked my beer over, uh, kicking my desk. Anyway, um, so this song is by a I'm guess I'm gonna call him boy. <laughs> yep, <laughs> named uh, Joey Alexander. And it's called City Lights. He's uh, Indonesian. He was born in Bali, but um, raised in, well, I'll say this, born in 2003 in Bali. So that makes him 15, you know, going on 16 sometime within Mm -hmm. the next couple months, I'd assume. Um, And he was born in Bali in 2003, but he lived uh, in Jakarta uh, from age 8 to 10. And then in New York City, he he, moved. Moved to New York City. This dude has more of a bio than me, and he's more than 10 years younger than me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, And uh, before we even get into the song, at the age of 14, this dude had already had two Grammy-nominated studio albums. I just can't even... That boggles my mind on so many levels. (laughs) So Joey Alexander is a uh, jazz pianist, as I said, and... um, you know, I was we were talking about the song before we started recording, and I was trying to figure out how I wanted to explain him because it's not that he's stiff, and it's not that he is, uh, it's it's not that he's not um, not like you can't feel the artistry. What it is, right. and what it is is I figured out because this is also something I want to apply to my 2019. Um, and it's the complete opposite of what my break has been is it's discipline. Is I think that's what it is. Is you can see the okay. discipline in his play, which is crazy when you're talking about even. I mean, yeah, you know, back in the day, Mozart and Be- Beethoven were virtuosos by the time they were twelve. But like, in reality, in our in our current society, you don't really see that that much anymore. 
Right. And um, it was interesting just me uh, noticing the discipline. And I, that's what I think. I think you could just tell that, especially in um, and someone like me that like takes lessons, and I hear my piano teacher harping on me to make sure my posture is right and make sure right. that like um, like like your like your fingers are are are, con- are your your fingers are consistent and saying perfectly. And I just I I paid close attention to that stuff because I was impressed, and I'm like, man, this kid's so young. How does he? Like how and he, he so, kills it, and it's he jazzy kills too, it. and it's not. And that's why I wanna. I was nervous to say like any of these comments that that comment on his st- on stiffness because these it's jazz it's and not, it's, it's not stiff. No, like the, to me the musicality of it's not stiff, but I I know what you mean. It's Disciplines. very yeah. I'd say discipline is a great more discipline than what you it. think for like some sort of improv some your standard improvisational jazz artist. Right. You're, it's, this, right. Is, this is no. Um, Who's that guy with the trumpet? Uh, not not the trumpet. Um, yeah, with the trumpet. Uh, You're talking about uh, the um, bitch. Uh, bitches. Uh, bitches. Brew. bitches Miles brew. Davis. Yes, he's Miles not. Miles Davis. It's not. It's not Miles Davis asking that way. Like the scene. And once again, not. To, I mean, not to take away from Miles Davis. He's a legend. I can't take shit away from him. Right. But like, it's it's. It it's not that sort of Miles Davisy sort of just going with the flow you kind of get from Miles Davis more. I think. Right. But uh, it's just yeah. Discipline, and I like it, and it's good too. He's great. I oh, listen to a bunch fantastic. of fantastic. And his and his studio is uh, like I assume those are just standard sort of like studio uh, artists. What do you call them? Session musicians. Session musicians. I think, and I, I almost hesitate to say standard session musicians because I watched a documentary a while ago. Session musicians are some of the most underrated musicians out there. Oh, One, for sure. They're adapted to play multiple genres. Two, like they've like I just I don't know I just watched a documentary recently about this uh, all the famous session musicians that have like like mm-hmm. there's like five that have written songs for some of the those people that we call le- like the people we call legends right. today mm-hmm. and done oh, all the sure. uh, backup and and it's it's just and 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 I and it's, it's and the session the cellist or excuse me double bass Basis. guy in this song. Yep. He was very animated. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, I love, I love watching this video and watching the bass player he's staring all the down faces he's Joey making. Alexander, yeah. and he's smiling. He's ha- they're having a great time. You it can seems tell. like there was even. I mean, this is a studio uh, re- recording, so you assume it's very professional. But it right. just by the looks in their faces, I assume you're looking at it. It yeah. seems like oh, yeah. there was. You know, I'm watching it. It right seems now. like there was some sort of improvisation that was unexpected, just by the looks in their faces. I mean, that's the beauty of jazz. I mean, what he did, what I'm assuming, is he played the melody, or what they call in jazz music, the head, mm-hmm. right? And then after that, like, I love the part where the bass player starts uh, going into uh, eighth notes. It's eighth notes, right? Yeah, eighth notes, right, where the bass is do, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. It's, okay. uh, yeah, and, yeah. And because uh, it really opens it up. It starts off like a little bit more of a slower tempo, and then the bass kicks in with the eighth, straight eighth notes, Um I think it's yeah, it's eighth notes, right? I don't remember. I I, I, I I'm not listening to it right this second. Are you listening to or it? Maybe as it's you quarter talk? notes. <laughs> don't you usually Might be do quarter. that? Uh, I I always do. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyways, it's it doesn't really matter anyways. But um, it's just it's a great tune. Um, and yeah, I mean this Joey Alexander kid, he just kills it. Yeah. Um, his playing, his maturity level in terms of a musician mm-hmm. is off the charts. I mean, if you. I have some friends who are some really big like jazz nerds. I could play this piece for them and be like, you know, how old do you think each musician is? <laughs> right. And I guarantee you 
they would not peg Joey Alexander anywhere near his actual age. No, also, I don't know if you very mentioned clean, it. Very clean playing. Right. And I don't know if you mentioned it, but the song is called City Lights by I did, Joey briefly, Alexander. But I did, yeah. But it was brief. Yeah, check it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we hope to bring some some Grammy tasty nominated 15-year-old. <laughs> right, right. So there's some inspiration for you to start off your 2019. Yeah. Um, hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah. Well, I have a special check word of the pod or phrase of the pod, and it is Stasny Novi Rock. Any idea what that means, Jared? So Stasny, when you say that, I'm going to guess that it means you're almost granting someone something. Or like uh, you're saying like, what does it mean? Just tell me what it means because I don't know. It means Happy New Year. Oh, well, there you go. So Stasi, happy? Stasi. When I say it like that, it sounds like... Stasny. <laughs> Stasny. Oh, Stasny. Okay. It's like Stasi. Mm-hmm. When I say it like that, it sounds uh, a little... Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, but but yeah. uh, Novi obviously is new in uh, Raka's year. And Stasny... Um, it's not like I happy? I would assume it's happy, but here. If, yeah, happy. Okay. Happy. Huh. Well, Jared... Nouvete Anglitsky. Shit. Beheshki Kluk. <laughs> I'm sorry. There, I, I'm, there you I'm, go. I, I'm, I feel like I'm losing. Like I, I'm like I don't know how this is happening, but I feel like I'm getting worse with these drops as time goes on. <laughs> you just gotta get yourself a legit mix board eventually. I have one actually that actually where you, it'll actually label. It's just uh, transferring it over, and and the problem is That's true. I'll, I'm gonna say work. this real quick. This is gonna be my goal for 2019, and not only transferring all the files over because I have them, but the files have to be in a different format. So I have to move them into my iTunes instead of just doing it the way I do now, write text Mm -hmm. where all files. It's a long, right. It's a long, uh... right. Anyways, (sighs) I got a couple jokes for you. Ease my stress, Chad. I will. I got an original one for you. We'll see how this goes. Oh, hell yeah. How do you know when, uh, a dad is looking forward to new year's? Um. <laughs> uh, I don't know. How can you? How can you? When he sees you on uh, December thirty first and tells you, "See you next year." <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! How do you feel about those people who do that when they're like, "See you next year"? Uh my dad did that to me. I haven't seen him in fourteen <laughs> years. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> it's it's I I I find those jokes I, I, so stupid. I and I feel like I die a little bit inside every time I give them that obligatory laugh that you know they're looking for. That's fair. You know, that I work fair. with a lot of older white dudes, and um, I so I hear dad jokes pretty regularly. And um, it's, it's, I, it, it, not to, I don't know why I have to bring race into it. It's more of just an old person thing. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but like, um, it, it, it is, it, honestly, I, I would, it honestly just feel like, do I have to laugh at this? Like, like, because I'm at work, you right. know? It's just like, fine, right. I'll give you this laugh. You kind of have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's like, do you right. think this is funny? It's like, are you going home and watching a TV show that has <laughs> this joke in do. it? <laughs> they probably do. Where, where do you think they and got it from? greenlit this show to be on television? Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, I got two more for you, Jared. Okay. What do you call a person who is always wanting a date for a New Year's Eve party? Chad? From the untranslatable uh, you, podcast, you, you're not wrong, but these you would call, <laughs> you would call these people social security. 
Social security. <laughs> right? You get it? I feel that's like actually that's a great bad. term. Dude, you can make a real, you can make, and not to take away from your joke, but you can make a real joke around the term social security. There are those people that always have to, I mean, you're kind of one of them, actually. <laughs> that's always like, always, uh, I mean, you're a little, not specifically what you're getting at, but it's like always in sort of the relationship thing. And I, I think some of that might come out of just like the comfort of it. You know, there is something comfortable to uh cuz to to be in having that social security right feeling yeah, like yeah. oh this that little bit of validation you know a little right, burst of validation sure. all right i got one more that's for why we you, do a Jared. podcast exactly <laughs> tell I us you one more us. for you okay let's hear it are these Here all originals go. by the way no, no. Oh, these know. last two are not I was impressed uh okay um how do you um or sorry let me start this one over um what is a New Year's resolution? A lie. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. It's something that goes in one year and out the other. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Very true. Like, and th- I got to be honest, I'm not looking forward to going to the gym in er- a couple first weeks of January. Right. You're a legitimate gym goer. You've yep. been going for years. Well, yep. That's why I think that's why I downplay... Um, like this whole New Year's resolution thing so much is because um, there are legitimate, like there's legitimate proof that a lot of it is BS with all the diet stuff and and oh for sure and all the uh, um, once again I'm sorry that was also a terrible burp that I just did with all the diet stuff and all the um, and all like the gym memberships that go up and mm-hmm. and and you could just see it if you pay close enough attention to your email or whatever where it's like oh new <laughs> new deals. Right. Oh, for sure. Most definitely. Because we know you'll be paying it for two years and go once. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, Jared, I'm doing something different this episode. I'm going to give I you four it. quotes about the new year, and I want you to pick which one we should send our listeners off with tonight. So oh, here they are. Quirky. So listen closely, Jared. The first one is by T.S. Eliot. Who dat? And it is, for last year's words belong to last year's language, and next year's words await another voice. So that's number one. Okay. Next one uh, is Celebrate What You Want to See More Of by Tom Peters. And uh, this one's by C.S. Lewis. You are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. And the last one is by a writer named Matt Morris. New year, a new chapter, new verse, or just the same old story. Ultimately, we write it. The choice is yours. I have an answer already, and the answer is Tom Peters. Shout out to you, Tom Peters. Because I think his... Could you say his quote first before I... Absolutely. Celebrate what you want to see more of. I think that's the most actionable... Um, the most actionable pot, uh, podcast, <laughs> the most actionable uh, quote, and it's it's one that um, that I think is 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 a lot of the other ones were very nice quotes, but it's just like mm-hmm. New Year, New Me almost for all the other right. ones I felt. But that right. one was just like, if you like something, then either make it or support the people that do it, and I think that that's a beautiful thing in itself. Support I agree. I agree. Uh, <laughs> 
very Take nice. The hint, everyone. <laughs> you know, you know. I figured, I figured it would either be number one, which was the one about. Uh, I like that one too. Language and voice by T. S. Eliot. I like. That or one the too. Tom Peters one. I figured it would be one or one or three, but I agree with you. I think. Uh, I think all of us out there, if we want 2019 to be happy and hopefully healthy as well, we got to celebrate what we want to see more of. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. And hopefully also what you want to hear more of, which is obviously the Untranslatable podcast, uh, without a doubt. And if you want to hear more, uh, you can obviously find us on Stitcher and iTunes. You can also reach Spread out to us on Twitter. Love. That's right. Uh, you can reach out, out to us on Twitter, Untranslatable1. Check out our Instagram page. As Jared mentioned, it is always popping. That's for sure. Uh, we got some new videos and uh, photos coming your way. So we're looking forward to that. And that is Untranslatable Podcast. Shoot us an email if you have any untranslatables. Let us know what some of your New Year's goals, uh, New Year uh, goals and expectations are. We'd love to hear them. Uh, and if we get a couple, maybe we'll share them on the next episode, which would be great. Um And we really hope you all have a happy and healthy new year, that you've had a wonderful holiday with your friends and your family. Hopefully some of you have been able to relax, maybe even get into that mode where you're unsure what day it is, what time it is. Uh, You know, it's always always enjoyable for a short period of time, but eventually we do got to get back to work or get back to school. Uh, So we thank you all very, very much for all of your support. you know, this was the first year we started with the Untranslatable podcast, and it's been an amazing journey so far. I got to give a lot of props and thanks to you, Jared, for putting up with my craziness, my unorganized no, no, we're both uh, crazy. days. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's been really wonderful, and uh, we are so thankful to be here and uh, really appreciate everybody's support and feedback. And we are looking forward to seeing what will uh, come of us in 2019 with more corny jokes, check words, and obviously lots of untranslatables. So we thank you all so much. Have a happy new year. And uh, take care, man.